The Ron and Fez show starts right now. And that's probably the only reason, because like uh, Tiger says, if you don't come in them, it's not cheating. And uh, also his wife's not even from this country. So how's that cheating? Mm, good points. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez show waiting for the Tiger Woods announcement to take place. Uh, apparently this is going to be his giant apology, which... Um, I don't know who he's apologizing to because uh, the re- oh, here comes Tiger Woods right now. Got the clap. Live. Good morning. In Florida. Good morning. And thank you for joining me. It's great to be here. Many of you in this room are my friends. Many of you in this room know me. So say the Lord. Many of you have cheered for me. Many have slept with you. Or you worked with me. Or you supported me. Now, every one of you has good reason to be critical of me. Not me. I want to say to each of you, simply and directly. You're not the fucking president. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. I know people want to find out how I could be so selfish and so foolish. People want to know how I could have done these things to my wife, Elon. Well, you didn't do them to And to wife. my children. Oh, God, tell me you didn't do them to your children. And while I have always tried to be a private person, there are some things I want to say. The only thing not private is Elin your privates. I have started the process of discussing the damage caused by my behavior. As Elin pointed out to me, my, hair is my real apology <laughs> to her will not come in the form of words. But diamonds. It will come from my behavior over time. We have a lot to discuss. Sometimes however, in English, sometimes in what Swedish. What we say to each other will remain between the two of us. I bet she uses I am the also N-word. aware of the pain my behavior caused to the rectum of so many of women in this room. Mm. I have let you down. I have let down my fans. Mm. For many of you, especially my friends, not my fans, my behavior has been a personal disappointment. To those of you who work for me, what? I have let you down personally and professionally. My caddy. My behavior has caused considerable worry to my business partners. And damage to the neighbor's mailbox. To everyone involved in my foundation, including my staff, he means board of directors, sponsors, and most importantly, the young students we reach. Re-reach. Our work is Around. more important than ever. Thirteen years ago, my dad and I envisioned helping young people achieve their dreams through education. This work remains unchanged and will continue to grow. And still not From one graduate. students in Southern California to the Earlwood Scholars in Washington, D.C., millions of kids have changed their lives, and I am dedicated to making sure that continues. But still, I know I have bitterly disappointed all of you. Bitterly. I have made you question who I am 
and how I could have done the Who things that? I Who did. That? I'm embarrassed that I have put you in this position. On all fours. <laughs> For all that I have done. All the come, all the tears. I am so sorry. I have a lot to atone for. But there's one issue I really want to discuss. My Some people have speculated that Elon somehow hurt or attacked me on Thanksgiving night. He's such a good man. It He's angers me that people man. would fabricate a story like that. Elon never hit me that night or any other night. There has never been an episode of domestic violence in our marriage. Ever. Is this Gary Coleman? Elon has shown enormous Racist. grace and poise throughout this ordeal. Elon deserves praise, not blame. Praise Elon. The issue involved here was my repeated irresponsible behavior. I was unfaithful. I had affairs. I cheated. What I did is not acceptable, and I am the only person to blame. I stopped living by the core values that I was taught to believe in. For how I knew many my years? Twelve. Wrong, but I convinced myself that normal rules didn't apply. I never thought about who I was hurting. Instead, I was I just fucking and sucking and having a ball. Myself. <laughs> I ran straight through the boundaries that a married couple should live by. I thought I could get away with whatever I wanted to. It's kind of a little hot here. I felt that I had worked hard my entire life and deserved to enjoy all the temptations around me. I felt yeah. I was entitled. Thanks to money and fame, I didn't have far. I didn't have to go far to find them. I was wrong. I was foolish. I don't get to play by different rules. The same boundaries that apply to everyone apply to me. Sure, and after you've I already got the door. I shame on myself. I hurt my wife, my kids, my mother. Oh. My wife's family. Oh, there's the mom. My friends, my foundation, and kids all around the world who admired me. I've had a lot of time to think about what I've done. And started to masturbate to it. My failures have made me look at myself. Your only failures when you couldn't a get a heart on. I never wanted to before. I like to look at myself when I'm fucking them in the it's ass. It's now up to me to make amends. And that starts by never repeating the mistakes I've made. It's up to me to start living a life of integrity. I once heard, and I believe it's true. It's not what you achieve in life that matters. It's what you overcome. Oh. Achievements on the golf course are only part of... I got 18 holes every day, 18 holes every night. Tiger Woods. And decency are what really count. Parents used to point to me as a role model for their kids. I owe all those families a special I apology. I owe. I want to say to them... That I am truly sorry. And the kids can use my dick as a jungle gym. It's hard to admit that I need help. 
but I do. I'll hold your feet for you. From the end of December to early February, I was in inpatient therapy, receiving guidance for the issues I'm facing. I have a long way to go. Cock. I have a long cock and thick, thick balls. In the right direction. He doesn't even know what he's saying. As I proceed, I understand people have questions. Yeah, how'd you fuck I so many women? I understand the press wants me to wants to ask me for the details of the times I was unfaithful. Did you to squeeze your labia? I understand. <laughs> people want to know whether Elon and I will remain together. Please know Peace. that as far as I'm concerned. Did he just say, please, no? Every one of these questions and answers will come out and lost. Elon and me. It's like a lost episode. These you don't find out shit. Between a husband and a wife. Which one are you? Some people have made up things that never happened. They said I used performance-enhancing drugs. Well, this you got to fuck that many checks. You're going to need a little bit of help. Some have written things about my family. Despite the damage I have done, I still believe it is right to shield my family from the public spotlight. They did not do these things. He's a great I did. man. I have always tried to maintain a private space for my wife and children. So that they, they have been kept I can put them there when I'm fucking broads. My, my commercial endorsements. When my children were born, we only released photographs so they so that the paparazzi could not chase them. However, my behavior doesn't make it right for the media to follow my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter to school and report the school's location. They staked out my wife and they pursued my mom. Whatever my wrongdoings, for the sake of my family, please leave my wife and kids alone like you do <laughs> i recognize i have brought this on myself and i know above all i am the one who needs to change i owe to my family to become a better person i owe to those closest to me to become a better man that's where my focus will be can't get a better man I have a lot of work to do and I tend to dedicate myself to doing it. Part of following this path for me is Buddhism, which my mother taught the me booty. at a young age. I love that People booty. People probably don't realize it, but I was raised a Buddhist. Who gives a fuck? And I actively practiced my faith from childhood. So at least Jesus isn't mad at you. In recent years. This is a book report now. Buddhism teaches that a craving for things like outside pussy. ourselves causes an unhappy and pointless search for security. It teaches me to stop following every impulse and to, and to learn restraint. If you practice your whole life, how are you just Obviously, figuring it out now? I lost track of what I was taught. <clears throat> As I move <clears throat> forward, I will continue to receive help because I have learned that's how people really do change. Starting tomorrow, I will leave for more treatment and more therapy. I would like to thank my friends at Accenture and the players in the field this week for understanding why I'm making this, these remarks today.
In therapy, I've learned the importance of looking importance. at my spiritual life. I learned importance. And keeping in balance with my professional life. I need to regain my balance and be centered so I can save the things that are most important to me, my marriage and my children. That also means relying on others for help. I've learned to seek support from my peers in therapy. Jesus Christ, this is coming in the 15 minutes. To return that support to others that. who are I'm seeking I'm going to return help. that. I do plan to return to golf one day. I just don't know when that day will be. He's going to use his dick as a putter. That it will be this year. This year. When I do return, I need to make my behavior more respectful of the game. In recent weeks, I have received many thousands of emails, letters, and porn, and phone calls from people expressing good wishes. Text messages. To everyone who's reached to. out to me and my family, thank you. So we're supposed to leave your family alone. Which your is it? Encouragement means the world to Elon and me. I want to thank the PGA Tour, Commissioner Fincham, and the players. Players. For their patience and understanding while I work on my private life. I look forward to seeing my fellow players on the course. Finally, Finally. there are many people in this room. And in closing. And there are many people at home who believed in me. I don't even Today, think you used to fuck this long. I want to ask for your help. I want to ask for your I sister's you number to find room in your heart to one day believe in me again. Uh, it's done, big man. Don't worry about it. Just Thank go you. grab a fucking club. I'll take some questions now. And those, the comments of Tiger Woods. I don't know if I've ever been this embarrassed for, uh, for an adult man before. Now he's over hang hugging his mom. Leaning up against her like he used to so many hookers. God, he got old on us fast, right? Oh, yeah. And he looks so thick now. He just looks like he's aged 15 years. It has nothing to do with anyone else. He should have fucking showed up for work today. Grabbed the fucking bag and just went to work. And his mother... Oh, who's crying now? Who's the woman crying next to him? I don't know who that is unless it's some sort of... Maybe it's her relatives. It's probably somebody finding out they ain't going to get banged anymore. Whose relatives? Maybe it's Elon's relatives. Oh. Actually, that one lady in the blue looks like a lady golfer. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, back behind the blue, the blue velvet fucking <laughs> stripper fucking curtain. Did you see he wiped a tear away as he walked, before he walked behind the curtain? Hex, what'd you think of that? What a fucking pathetic display of just bullshit. You know, here's the thing. I agree, and the guy had to do it. I mean, you know he didn't write a line of that. You know it was written by his fucking PR people and everybody trying to do whatever damage control they can. America needs an apology. Uh, why? Because you're out fucking people. Oh, rape? No. People that actually wanted to fuck. You think he's been brainwashed into believing that shit, maybe? Who this knows? This fucking crazy sex he had that he's going back to for a second round? Yeah. <laughs> I think he met someone there. I think that's why he's going well, back. He fucking... 
he he fucking uh, this all happened at Thanksgiving, right? Right. It's four months. People quit crack before you can give up on fucking around a little bit. Um, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's Robert in Minnesota. You're on the run of fez show. Hey, Brian Fez, love you guys. What they just made Tiger Woods the most the most popular guy. He's right up there with the president. Michael Vick would have loved to have some TV coverage like that. You just heard it. Fucking just try to think of any other names from the news. Uh, here's uh, Tim. Tim in South Carolina. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say, who gives a shit? I think Jerry Springer was right. He doesn't owe anybody apology. Just go back to work. I agree completely. I didn't know Jimmy uh, Jerry Springer said this. Yeah, Jerry Springer said he doesn't owe anybody an apology. He said it the other day. I was listening to it on, uh, I believe, ONA this morning. Uh, I didn't hear them say that. Um, yeah, I, I feel the same exact way. It's no one else's fucking business. If he's got to, you know, make this shit up with his wife, he's got to make it up with his wife. But the rest of the people, who fucking cares? You don't know what your neighbor, your fucking brother-in-law is doing. Stop acting like everybody understands and does things. Uh, Jeff, Jeff in New Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Fez, how are you guys today? Good. What can we do for what, you, buddy? What Tiger Woods should have just got up there and said, you know what, you all just go fuck yourself and leave me alone. I, I would have liked it even better. I swear to God, my favorite thing is if you just, the first time you would have saw me was in a fucking golf cart. You're like, what? Is he playing today? <laughs> Obviously, you know, he has to do this for PR purposes. But in the meantime, is there any reason to care or fucking listen to anybody who has a prepared... Uh, statement. Uh, Mike in Florida, you're in front of us. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Dave. What's up, guys? What do you say, man? <laughs> hey, uh, it, it sounded like uh, he needed to read that once or twice before uh, before he went on air with that, because it sounded like he was uh, like he stole somebody else's homework. Yeah, I'm sure he hadn't. Uh, it's not the kind of thing that he would put together himself or care about, but I, I will give him this. He looks so much older now. And so fucking beat down that it's going to take a bit to start feeling and acting like a champion. Because if you are a fucking champion, you hold yourself like one. You fucking think to yourself, I'm the fucking man. And all we've tried to do is take it away from the guy. That Swedish bitch ripped his balls off and destroyed his spirit. Uh, You know what? And he let it happen, I guess. But here's the fucking deal. If the rest of us didn't take such interest in it, maybe she wouldn't care. Obviously, she had some fucking idea who she was married to. It sounds like this son bitch was never home. They had their own shit worked out. What she doesn't want to do is discuss it with the world. I'm so glad she did not come out there and stand next to him during this and do the stand by your man act. I wouldn't give a shit if she came out and was fucking playing paddle ball next to him. The whole thing has nothing. To do with any of the rest of us. Uh, Ash, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know this is, uh, this whole thing's about the money. He's letting, it's the sponsorship. The but, speed, if he didn't have, if he wasn't getting $75 million in sponsorships every year, he wouldn't have to say a thing. He wouldn't have to apologize for anything. This is about the money. What Puff Daddy tried to tell us so many years ago, though? Mo' money, mo' problems. 
You know how it goes. Mo money, mo problems. Uh, here's uh, Joey and Philly. You're on my Fez. Joey. You should have. Is this me? Hello? Yeah, I guess it's you. I don't fucking know. Sorry, I did. Clicked over funny. Um, He should have had all his girls he's already hooked up with in the room surrounding him. And the camera should have zoomed out and just been like, I'm here to apologize to all the bitches I haven't gotten to yet. I wish he would just fucking did a couple bullets while he was fucking sitting there. And going, you don't fucking... I, I really thought when he was talking about performance enhancing drugs, I thought he was talking about uh, for his dick. I had no idea he was talking about the golf game. Um, Dave in Wyoming, you're on my face. Hey, did, did I miss him? Did, did, did he get presented with an award? I heard like 25 thank yous there, but I didn't hear any apologies. They should have played him off at some point. He should have came out to all apologies. Would have been perfect. Um, and here's the thing. He has been eclipsed because now for the first time since, I believe, 1988, America once again has the male figure skating champion. And what a gigantic disappointment Johnny Weir was. And the straight guy has taken the sport back. Higgs, did you feel kind of proud about that last night? It felt good, because while Johnny Weir is okay, straight, better. Come on. Johnny Weir is dead to me. He's absolutely dead to me. And here's the thing. When he didn't go for the quad, right? you're in sixth fucking place. What do you want to do? Oh, it's very important to me I finish in fourth or fifth place. I'm going to lay it up. I'm going to play it safe. You play it safe when you're in first fucking place. Of course they didn't give him the points. He didn't have a champion's fucking heart out there. So Lysacek is the new champ. The gold medal champion. And heterosexual. Uh, here is Tom. Tom in Kansas City. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Love your show. Uh, you nailed this, this whole thing. My wife and I got into a gigantic argument this morning over... Tiger Woods, and I'm like, who gives a shit what he does? And she's like, well, he owes everybody an apology. And I'm like, he doesn't owe anybody anything. You know, get over it. Well, it, it, boy, you two are on the edge, aren't you? Well, you two uh, are. Maybe. This is a metaphor <laughs> for your own life going on right now. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. She's When she says Tiger, she means you, brother. Uh, Big Phil, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo, what's happening, everybody? Uh, hey. I just wanted to talk about this Tiger Woods bullshit. I just can't stand, like, I understand the guy's fucked up. That's one thing. But how come we're holding him to such a higher standard when any other motherfucker and average Joe on the street cheats? And, fuck, we got to listen to Tiger Woods at a press well, conference? It, here's, what, here's what it is, Big Phil. We hold each other to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. Even, no matter what it is in life. And driving, the people that we're beeping at, we're not the greatest drivers either. But they're total fucking assholes. No matter what it happens to be, the way we treat women, they're total assholes. Uh, Dave, what the fuck kind of bomb are you wearing on your body today? What is that? It's a shirt. It's plaid. But it's got the what is the the this aroma coming? Smell you smell like a oh, locker room. Gillette, Ron. Gillette oh. gel. 
What are you gelatin up for? Did you use all of it? My deodorant? It's a good... It's, it's great. Oh, and I'm also having... I had a cough drop. Maybe that's what you smell? Maybe it's the combination of the two. <laughs> but I feel like I'm in a Russian locker room. <laughs> Guys are throwing the medicine balls and people are being fucking oh, rubbed down. That's the halls then. If wow. If you're smelling medicine balls, you're smelling halls. <laughs> I think that's actually their slogan. It should be. <laughs> um, here is Rich. Rich, you're on my face. How's it going, boys? Yeah. Um, I think everything would be solved right now if Tiger Woods just died, then the whole country would love him again. We would love him even more, and some of us would lie and say we slept with him. <laughs> some of us would say, I was always there for Tiger. They're now making this look like OJ, where they're following his car down the highway by helicopter, leaving the speech. Well, where's he going? Now he's going back to rehab? I think he's going right back to rehab. He's going to rehab. Uh, so nobody can get a fucking follow-up question out of them. I think they're driving right to Mississippi. Uh, Dave, were you watching uh, Winter Olympics last night? I was loving Winter Olympics last Did night. Did you agree with me on the Johnny Weir, though? Was it the most depressing thing? He just doesn't go for it. No, well, he didn't. He's, he's never gotten that quad. That's the four spins up in the air. You gotta pull that off. I you mean, gotta be is, able to do it. You gotta. Yeah. Lysacek didn't go for a quad either, and he got the gold medal. He had more triples though. He, d- did you watch the two? Uh huh. He fucking destroyed Johnny Weir. And th- and I even and Showerbench uh, wrote to me and said, "Why the hate for the the other American? Why do Johnny Weir's like if you like Johnny Weir, why do you hate the other guy?" Because the other guy's fans don't hate Johnny Weir. Right. And somehow Johnny Weir's made this in a personal thing. But there was still another fucking four or five guys in between him and first place. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I, I cheer on the USA. I'm not going to fucking play the uh, the game of just a cute girl should win. I got to cheer for that fucking mark. Yes, the big gangly guy. We were calling him the, uh, the spider on, on ice. What are you going to do? But that fucking guy went for it. Yeah, he was great. Well, he as I was listening uh, very intently to Scott Hamilton, and he had transitions, whereas Johnny Weir just right. prances around. All right, let's. Um, well, Johnny Weir didn't do a real lot. There wasn't even a place for the fucking crowd to pop. No, a lot of times he was just like skating, like you're like, "Come on, honey, get in the car, we gotta go." It was like trying to get your daughter off the ice. <laughs> He's raving. But uh, Scott Hamilton, uh, I'll do my impression of him. The people are skating, and this is his commentary. Oh. Uh, Oh, oh, and it's like listening to a guy jack. He doesn't even fucking remark. He just, oh, just lets off this very strange fucking thing. Yeah, he yells. Um, Terry Hoboken, you're on the Run of Fez show. I don't, you know, I have no problem with apology. What what more does Tiger really have to do? I mean, what's the fucking point of him, uh, you know, going through the apologies? I have no idea. I have no idea of who he thinks he has. Uh, obviously, if he apologizes to anybody, it should be his own old lady. That's between him and his chick. Uh, the Golf Writers Association said that they were not going to fucking do this today. They were boycotting it. And I'm like, who fucking needs you to boycott it? If you don't go, that's like me saying, I'm boycotting blindside. No, I'm not. I just didn't go right. to fucking say it. It doesn't, the, the boycott doesn't fucking exist. So you don't give a shit doesn't fucking mean anything. Um, here's uh, our buddy Rob in Long Island. Rob, what do you got for me, buddy? 
it, it seems to me as though if he just did it once, you apologize for that. But he's like a serial murder. You can't apologize for that. Yeah. I mean, did he get caught and stop, or did he just keep going and somebody uh, he decided to change his mind? He was leaving DNA everywhere. Well, you know, I think what he's apologizing for is getting caught. Obviously, if he didn't get busted on this, if all the fucking broads that he banged didn't think, wait, people are getting paid? Let me get in on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would like to hope somewhere there's at least one chick out there who he fucked who said, I'm going to have enough dignity not to go to fucking entertainment tonight and bring this up. This is between me and that person. Because I really have always had a fucking problem with that. And that... Um, that was my uh, John Ware, uh, Mayer fucking beef, is that uh, I don't think you go around talking about people that you had fucking sex with. I think it's tacky. That's what he should have said. And all these fucking tacky bitches that are bringing up some of my freak stuff, that's none of their business. Right. You were in the room. You weren't fucking forced in there at gunpoint. <laughs> How does fucking girls on TV? Oh, you like to hit people in the ass with a riding crop. Fuck off. He's Tiger. Like I, I was, I still hold a grudge against Sybil Shepherd for talking smack against Elvis, saying he didn't go down properly on women. I didn't know that. What'd she say? Could, she he couldn't eat pussy. He, he couldn't eat pussy and was a very quick lover. Like Sybil. You know who else they said that about? Who? JFK. They used to call him Minigan, Outigan, Finnegan, and they all said all those Kennedy boys. Where they fucked like little tiny rabbits and were out of there. Well, Sybil Shepherd also didn't get uh, Elvis when he was the nineteen you know five Elvis. I wish that I was fucking interviewing her and she would have said that to me. And I would go like this: Maybe there's something wrong with your pussy, honey. <laughs> Maybe Elvis fucking had it down there and said, "I just can't do this without puking on it." <laughs> oh God, that's so gross. And here's another thing, Sybil <laughs> Shepherd: Not everybody's Bruce Willis, where they like to get down in your pussy and stay there for an hour, right. rubbing your chin in it. Elvis ain't a pussy man. Elvis was like Travis Bickle. There wasn't, you know, the other thing with Elvis is like after uh, he had a baby, he told his wife, I can't f put my dick where a baby's been. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and then the only way that he could is after she fucked somebody else. Then he fucking dove on her, banged her quick, and said, now get out. <laughs> he just got turned on by the thought of his wife being with another fucking person. Tiger is just just play golf. That should be your rehab. It was Kobe's when Kobe was going through the rape. Shit. I wish he would have said this. Yeah, Kobe shows the way to do it. Let him boo you. Let him, do, and then you keep fucking dominating until you start yeah. to hear him cheering. Drop fifty on people. Then they get over in fucking China and they're fucking chanting MVP. People yeah. have never seen him before. <laughs> are chanting MVP. Yeah, nickname, like the, 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 the Black Dragon or something. That was, to me, one of my most favorite fucking sports moments. That people in China who don't even get the fucking gimmick are just fucking chanting MVP at somebody. That's never even been in their country before. It's like us doing Ichiban. It's basically a Earth 2. Yeah, but if we just called some guy Ichiban. <laughs> hey, oh, Ichiban. here comes fucking Ichiban. He's the best. Can't beat fucking Ichiban. All right, um... So for you, you don't fucking care one way or the other, right, Dave? I'm more irritated at Tiger for not playing golf because I don't think his swing will be in shape by the time the Masters rolls around in April. No, he's not going to be ready. And that, he, that pisses me off. Uh, take April out of the fucking equation. Yeah, and the Masters still, in my opinion, is the best. So, you know, it's, it's like you know Tom Brady taking off the postseason. All right, see what you think about this. This is uh, little Ewan McGregor. 
and you know him uh, better as young Obi-Wan. Uh, he's in Roman Polanski's new uh, picture, right? The Ghost Writer. I think it's coming out this weekend. So he's on uh, Good Morning America and George Stephanopoulos is talking to him. Uh, we should start and call him Snuffleupagus. Um, and, said, and he's talking about Polanski. And uh, he said, you know, Polanski's like, can you work with a rape, uh, convicted rapist? And he's like, he's a legend. He's one of the best living directors there is. I was excited to work with him. So Polanski keep, I mean, uh, Stephanopoulos keeps pushing the rape thing. And he goes, meh, it's really got nothing to do with me. That part of it's none of my business. So could you do a film for a convicted rapist? I'll go to you first, David. Absolutely. 100%. You wouldn't have any problem with it? No, because he's not going to rape me on set. Let's just look at this thing logistically. He's not, you're not no in one, danger. No, no one's saying that you're in, uh, that there's any fucking danger of you okay. being raped. But do you support somebody who's been convicted? Yeah, of rape? I mean, because uh, you separate the artist from what they do in their personal life. Very similar to my support for Tiger. It's the exact same thing. I could give a fuck and give a fuck about Polanski's issues. I understand that, but at least in the Tiger situation, everybody, you know, was down with him. But this guy... He didn't have to drug any little girls. Polanski is a genius. And, he is a genius. And I would have no issue... I might issue. go home right now and watch Chinatown. <laughs> we should. <laughs> but I would have no issue with doing that. Uh, Fez Watley. I would not work with Polanski. I would not work with the rapist. I would feel like I was actually an accomplice, like I was helping the rapist. I am with you and McGregor saying it's none of my business. I think an underage girl being drugged and raped is everybody's business. But that underage girl is now 45 and said, you know what, I just want to drop it myself. I mean, the, you're at the fucking point now where even the people that were involved in this are saying we got bulldozed. It's not the same kind of rape thing is whatever. I do think that he's got a problem with the state of California and, of course, the American fucking, uh, uh, the the American government. Yeah. And, but what has that got to do with Ewan McGregor? He's a fucking uh, Scotsman and never was caught up in any of this. And he gets a chance to finally, and it's been years. If anything, I know you guys are going to hate to hear this. It's like Lucas fucking kind of knocked his career off track a little bit. Because he was really going like a bat out of hell there for a while. Yeah. As far as being the new hot kid. And then he got in that Lucas movie, and he hasn't really fully come back yet. Yeah, he, uh, right. It, Hicks, would you do it? Would you do the film? If it was a director of uh, Polanski's talent, yes. If it was like you bull, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. All right, so, so it really has to do with how fucking strong it would be. Basically. Uh, Doug, Doug in Brooklyn, you're in one of his. Hey, what's up, buddies? Uh, what about that director? He did the movie Powder, and then he did some... Uh like Jeepers Creepers movies after that, he was a convicted uh, kid toucher. He was a kid toucher, right? Yeah. Would you, uh, would, you do, would you work with the powder director? Yeah. If he's going to put me in a motion picture, I'd say sure. I can't begin to tell you how awful these films are. They're fucking terrible. Still, that I powder is unwatchable. Yeah, but if a guy is coming to me to be put in a movie... And you forgot, we have powder in here. Yeah. Powder came in and did the show, it's right which here. I didn't even remember, but he was the guy from the Boondock Saints. Right. But I didn't recognize him as powder. Because he was fucking Dave White in that movie. <laughs> and he was young Indiana Jones, too. But Powder is definitely one of his biggest film roles. Should those uh, films be able to be released in America, Fest? Um, I think the film should be able to be released, but I, I'm not going to work with the guy. 
So the film should be released, but nobody should work with him. Yeah, I, I would not worry. That the guy, and he hasn't even served his sentence yet. He's still on the run from his sentence. But isn't that in between between him and, you know, the fucking government? Uh, yesterday's big story is out there, of course, the guy in uh, in Austin, Texas, who flew into the IRS building, killing at least one, yeah, including at least himself. One. And immediately, I guess he had already put it up there, his kind of manifesto, his six-paged letter, um, went out. And there are a number of people, Fez who are like, hey, the things that he had to say in this letter, uh, some of it really nailed it. I hate the fact that his little manifesto is out there. I mean, his site is down, but you can go to any news site and look at this thing. Um, I hate the fact that he gets rewarded for his terrorist act, where he puts a plane into a building, kills a person, at least one person, critically injures several others, and you know what he gets for doing that? Everyone gets to see his stuff. Everyone gets to see the message that he wanted everybody to see. He gets every news outlet. Um, he gets their undivided attention on this. Well, I didn't get it from the news outlets. People started fucking sending it to me. Uh, fairly quickly yesterday. I mean, this is, you can say whatever you want about the media, but this has a lot more with the Internet being able to get information out pretty quickly. Uh, it's where everybody read it. I I bet that you would look about 90% of the people who did have anything to do with it, because some people are like, I don't give a shit, you know. I don't want to read it. But the people who did read it online more than had it read to them on CNN or read it out of a newspaper. What is your big beef? You'd like to see it taken down, Fez? Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want to reward him by having it publicized on CNN.com, MSNBC.com, FoxNews.com. I don't want to see him and his terrorist act get any more publicity than it already has it, through the reporting of the story. Well, here's the deal. I'm being fucking totally serious about this. Uh, why not shine some light on it and see what the hell happened there? Why do you I think the last thing that I want is the government and media working together to get rid of information from the general public. If this is why the guy did the thing, what's wrong with the information being out there? Not everybody needs to see it, but what do you gain from suppressing information? Particularly information that I think happens in this country sometimes where people get so fucking beat down and crazy. Now, I don't think most people are going to act like this guy, but I think a lot of people have felt like this guy before, where they're like, I cannot get ahead. No matter what the fuck I'm doing, I can't get ahead, and I'm not being represented by either party. I think it's something that people need to fucking look at, you know, and say to themselves, um... What fucking control do I have anymore? And this, you know, some of the stuff that he was saying about not having anything for his retirement, blah, blah, blah. You're looking at like 80, 85, even 90% of the people out there that are not fucking prepared to take care of themselves if something happens. Uh, Dave is going through this stuff with, uh, 
you know, his medical bills and stuff for his family. People get pushed to the edge. I think it's a legitimate thing to put it. Now, did you read any of this? Did you read it at all? No, I didn't look at it. You just refused to. Yeah, I absolutely did not look at it. Um... Yeah, I, I, there's no way that you can't say that the guy, of course, didn't do something fucking crazy. You wished he could have been stopped. All those things are true. But I also think that you can have somewhat of an understanding of how people feel like a fucking caged rat, you know? And, and if anything, you pay attention to stuff like this. So, um,. So maybe you can fucking catch people before they get to this point. Tommy in New Jersey, you're on a fez. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Um, listen, you know, I, I hate to say it, and I, I hate to see violence, but I kind of dig what this guy did in a, in a weird, crazy sense. Because, you know, and fez is like, oh, take this off the Internet and blah. No, 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 no. People need to see what the hell is going on in this country. I keep telling my wife. A revolution is coming in this country, and we're a step away from civil war because of the way that the government is treating its people. And as far as I'm concerned, the IRS is a bunch of fucking scumbags who do nothing but steal people's hard-earned money that they work their balls off for. And this poor guy, he gets shit on time and time again by the government, just like we all do, and he finally had enough. And it sucks that people die, but you know what? The IRS is a bunch of scumbags, and if you work for the IRS... You're putting yourself in the same league as them. You're so, so the IRS is scumbags, so they should be killed. They should have a plane flown into their building. Now, well, I, no, I don't know about I don't know about that. I think it's a little bit extreme, but the, it's, it's a little bit. Well, not, well you yeah. well, you know, for, for Fez, even get that out of the way. We all fucking agree that you shouldn't take a plane and fucking fly it into the building. But we never even looked. We didn't have the balls in this country to find out why the fucking uh, terrorists from the Middle East are so fucking angry with us. They're afraid of our freedoms. Well, that's just fucking crazy talk. They feel fucking pushed down for some reason. And we mainly never even get to find out the fucking reason over here because everybody's so quick to do a fucking spin job. No one has the fucking balls to say, hey, have we been taking their oil? Are we pushing our culture on them? Uh, is everything that we're doing with Israel uh, something that benefits America or does it just benefit fucking certain people in America? We are fucking petrified, petrified to look at real fucking shit here because you're like, well, something crazy has happened, so I, I want to wash my hands of it. At the same time, if you look at the average American... And say to him, do you feel represented by your fucking government, whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans? I think a majority of the people will say, I'm not fucking picking up on it. I'm not fucking getting what I've been, uh, what I fucking voted for. And they'll work on us with a couple of fucking hot button issues on each side. And you fucking vote on those hot button issues, and then you are not fucking taken care of. And I'll tell you something today, that whole fucking thing that Obama did with hope and blah, blah, blah. Once he got elected, he's either been locked up or locked down or pushed. There's been no fucking major changes going on. And you think the people who voted for Bush felt like he that the changes they wanted to fucking have took place? Absolutely not. I, I do think that there is a... Um, 
a large amount of people in this country that don't feel like they're being fucking taken care of. Absolutely, I feel that's true. Uh, here is um, here's Gary. Gary, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, how are you doing today? Listen, Good. I want to say, uh, first of all, you're a wise and sage man, but uh, I almost, and with Fezzi and the last caller is a great example why, because I think that, uh, you know, well, what you're saying makes perfect sense. The only problem is that it's kind of idealistic right now. People are so angry and pissed, and you're right, but I, I think they're almost to, to the point that they're extremists now. I mean, I, I firmly believe that we could see copycat stuff because I think a lot of people have been pushed to the edge of, of, of being, uh, you know, becoming extremists. I think a large, in large part, that's due to a to a media right now that stokes fires more than anything. Oh, absolutely! I'm going to fucking agree with you that the media stokes fires. But guess what? The information that was out there that this guy had to fucking put, what was passed around on the internet? Right. It, it, I, I didn't get this information from Fox or MSNBC. Um, I don't think the media wants to push this because this guy was hard on the left and the right. He right. fucking said George Bush was a fucking puppet. You I know? Like that, but you know what's interesting, since you're a football fan, you guys are both football fans, is you know when some dumbass runs out on the field, they immediately, they won't show it. They've got a policy not to show it because they don't want any they want to right. want to give that any credence. I think that's I think I think Fez kinda has I think there's a parallel. Well, there, well, but but here uh, let, let's keep that metaf- metaphor going. You're saying that somehow what is good for the NFL is good for me. I, I'm fucking saying if he ran out on the field yelling the NFL is fucking, you know, killing babies or the NFL is drugging your beers, you know what I mean? I'm not all for grabbing the guy and fucking uh, and taking him out. The, the NFL is the perfect fucking scenario of this. Do you want to listen? Do you want to live in a fucking culture of complete fucking control? Now, here's the other fucking thing, and this is going to sound crazy. The guy already had the fucking manifesto out on on online, right? Right, yeah. And wasn't getting any fucking play out of it at all. He act, honestly only gets play because he did something fucking crazy. He did something extreme. And the sad thing in this fucking country is now that's the only way to fucking be heard. That regular fucking people. Regular working people don't feel that they're being fucking taken care of, and I'm and I'm saying the same thing about the people who voted for uh, the Bush administration, uh, that voted for the or, or the people who voted for the Obama administration. I don't think you're seeing people on either side feeling like uh, they're fucking getting what they want. Eight six six run zero fez. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Anthony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, buddy. Fez, you're talking about the, the, you know, the information getting out there and, and his message, but when people do crazy things, half the time, if we don't know what they did, everybody's speculating, trying to figure out why they did it. This guy said, here, this is why I did it. These are my reasons. Well, don't I don't speculating. You know, I don't think that the FBI or the police or even mental health people shouldn't look at this and see what was going on, what was the motive here. You want everybody but us. But I everybody but the fucking citizens. I think it makes him into a hero. I think he gets what he wants. For he breaks the law, he kills people and he gets what he wants. I don't I, maybe it's just like a fairness thing, but it just doesn't seem right that he gets what he wanted. After doing this heinous act. Um, I mean, I, 
Maybe it's just it's like emotional, I guess, for me. But it's just like I don't like. I even got upset, you know, when they kept sh- they kept showing the picture of him, and the picture they used was him all smiling and playing the guitar. You know what? I don't want to think of that guy being happy at all. I was I was pissed that I got to see his smiling face. He was a musician. I know, but it's still it's like even that got to me on this. Where it's like, I don't want to see, I don't want to think that that guy had a happy moment in his life knowing the damage that he caused. So you'd rather get something like, you'd rather get the report, a crazy person who never was happy did something crazy. I mean... I mean, you would, what what you're asking for is not the truth. The reason why you don't want to ever think of him as having good moments mm -hmm. is you don't want to think of this as a complex situation. You want to think of this as simple, as black and white. Right. Government, good. Anyone who's against the government, bad. But it's not 100% that. It is not. And I don't think this is starting a revolution. And I do think it was a horrible, crazy act. But if, if dialogue starts because of this, why not take whatever positive thing that you can? And the only dialogue that I'm talking about is a lot of people, no matter what side they vote on, or if they don't vote at all, are not feeling represented. Are not feeling represented. And if you voted for, uh, for Obama and you're not getting the change that you felt like you voted for, then you could say, wait. Is it because Obama is fucking in, inadequate? Or is this entire thing so full of fucking nuts that you can't have fucking change? You know what I mean? Is it too fucking difficult to turn the fucking ship? Does it take just too long? But we don't have those things. It's much easier to go, oh, I watched Leno last night and he made a couple of Biden jokes and, you know... Um, here is um, here's Kelly, Kelly in Illinois. You're on my face. Yeah, Ronnie. I, man, I agree with you 100%. But I don't think it's the government that we want them to take care of us. We just want them to leave us the fuck alone. You know, quit intruding in our lives so much. And leave us alone. You know, quit taking all of our money. Yes. I, I mean, I understand that position that people have. But killing people and flying planes into buildings isn't the way to go about Everybody it. Everybody gets that. You There's know nobody who's defending that. Plenty. We, you know, we fought the English when we came over to this country. They were taking all of our money and, and you know, send us all your gold and riches. Well, we decided we weren't going to take that no more. So we fought back. All right, but, the, you know, that... That was fighting for independence. This guy wasn't fighting for independence. This, this, this guy is? was doing something that he was pissed about. He got pissed he, off. But he's, he's also, his fucking thing that you that you refuse to read is that he could never get back up on top of it. That he attempted to battle the IRS and no, no, no matter what, you know, he did. Now, again, Fuzzy. if you want lack of fucking information about why people snap, right? I think that is going to be the copycat. I think if you're in a system that starts to grind people up, that will take smiling, happy fucking musicians and turn them into fucking suicide bombers, I think that ne that's the information you need to look into. Uh, 
I don't know why what out of this whole fucking thing what you're afraid of is the information. I just I'm just so pissed seeing that what happened yesterday that it's like it's like it's like he gets everything he wanted. He gets he gets the, his manifesto put out there everywhere, not just on his little website. That it's it's like now it's these are the guys that make it in life, not the guy who is doing it the right way. That you know who is you know voting for who he thinks is going to represent him, who is writing his congressman, who does go to a de- demonstration. They're not getting their you know they're and not getting their help. But but this that guy. Well, but 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 let's just stop right there. So why isn't that enough to make you fucking upset? Why isn't that enough to saying all the people who go along and do everything they're supposed to do still get fucking stamped down on? Why can you move on from that and go like the other? Why isn't that enough that we're going, we can't seem to get on top of this? Is the country too fucking big? You know, do we not all get along together? There are a lot of fucking people that are angry out there. There were a lot of people angry during the George Bush times. Now there's a lot of people angry during the fucking Obama times. And... George Bush obviously didn't get all the, to make the changes that he wanted to make. No one's going to remember him as a completely effective president. And no one's going to remember Obama. If, if something happened to him today, he would be thought of as ineffective. Do these guys not get to make the changes that they'd like to, 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 to play out? You know, Is there something wrong about what we're saying, Jesus Christ, look how complex... The, the tax laws are. Because none of us understand it. You know, all we ever try to do is not get in trouble. That's all we ever try to do with our fucking taxes. What do I have to pay and not get in any fucking trouble for it? A huge part of your fucking income. And all you're saying is your accountant. Make sure that, you know, I don't get in trouble for this. I don't know why we all don't see it as completely uh, fucked up. Uh, Glenn, you're on Fez. Thank you. Um, uh, Fez, um, if you read the letter, um, you would know he did write his senators and congressmen for 25 years, and they treated him like, a, like he was harassing them. So this is where it got him to, um, to, to end up flying that plane into the building is because he wrote and, and was ignored for years. That, that's, what, that's what caused him to do this. All right, so if he's pushed that far, then you know what? You know, I know he let his house on fire. Then sit in there and die in your burning house, and that'll be your statement. Why do you have to hurt and kill other people to make your statement? Well, if, if you live that way, then we would still be supporting the, the queen. We would be saluting the queen right now if we lived that way in the, in the 1700s. Because that's what they did. They had to kill people in the 1700s to be able to be free, to be able to be us, away from England. And it sucks, and you don't want people to die, but that's what had to happen. And this guy So was this had to happen to yesterday. This, whoever died in that building had to be killed. I think that you're confusing the two things. I think that you're confusing the the thing of he murdered people with what these other people are saying of hearing someone snap. Th- there are regular people who can understand. You know what I mean? That regular people are saying, I'm, I'm going out of my way not to fucking snap every day. But you won't put the focus on them. And there can't, you know, your thing of wanting to suppress information, 
of what made this guy snap, I think is just the opposite of what we need to be doing. We need to be talking about how do we make sure people don't start fucking snapping? How how important is it that a guy like Dave, who goes to work every day and gives everything he fucking has, is he being looked at as one of the fucking good guys? Are we looking out for him? Is there a chance for him to feel like his honest hard work can fucking pay off for him? Or do, or, or do we turn Dave into the fucking enemy? I think it's a fucking smart thing to talk about because he can't take much more fucking pressure. And there's not going to be any help from the private sector. The corporation isn't looking out for him. The government isn't looking out for him. How do you make sure Dave doesn't become one of those guys that says, I can't fucking take it anymore? You're not looking out for him either. So he's on his own. He's alone. When nutty shit like this happens... And I'm going to agree with you a million percent again, although I don't think that you get it. Because you think you're the only one who feels bad when something fucking awful happens. But how do you not get people to fucking snap? How do you fucking set up a system where the guy who works hard and, and does everything he can do to get ahead feels like he has a fair chance to take care of his family? Because the last thing we want is another fucking redheaded, bearded lunatic out there. I identify with this guy 100%. 100%. That piss you off, as? 100%. Yeah. Does that it, piss you off? That it, make you furious? It makes me, it makes me worry that other people are going to get hurt because of this. You should be. You should, should, should be worried. I, uh, I've had a uh, fantasies of like driving my car into buildings and shit. I know I'm not going to ever be a pilot, so that wasn't realistic. Right. But definitely. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, if that's, if you want to make your statement, then just go kill yourself. That'll make the news. It's not going to make your the news. Your statement will get out there that way. That'll make the news. No, it's not going to make no the news. And no one else got hurt other than you. It's not going to make the news. What would make the news is what that guy did, something flashy. Uh, Matt, you're on yeah, I mean, Fez keeps saying that this guy got exactly what he wanted, but he didn't want to get his words out there. He wanted to live a life of prosperity and happiness, and he wasn't allowed to, and so he did something drastic, which, again, doesn't make it right, but this isn't what he wanted was to be dead. He wanted to be alive and happy. So it's not at all, Fez. You're wrong on that. Of course he wanted to get his words out there. That's why, they were on, that's why he had a website for them. But you hear his, his initial point. Mm, yes. Which was what? That the guy wanted to not have the IRS on his back. Now, let me ask you something. And I, I'm not fucking playing against you. I'm just saying me and you are working together here to try to get to a point. I'm not trying to fucking put you down. And the things that you say, I do agree with. Uh-huh. I don't think, I agree 100% that you don't want to fucking martyr people. I get that. But I also say people aren't fucking being taken care of. So your fucking um, anger has a lot to do with people kind of martyring this guy, right? Are yeah. you surprised about that? Yeah, the, I, I'm surprised that he is being glorified. I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked by the callers mm-hmm. who are saying this. Sort, and because... it's not just callers, but people you know, friends oh, yeah. of yours, Think, people that yeah. y- you feel like you know, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you can't believe that. Now, at the same time, the people in America 
will not understand people who see the, the people who flew into our country, into our fucking buildings here in New York, as martyrs. They're just nuts. They're terrorists. You can't deal with them. And it, it infuriates us that people over in the Middle East fucking identify with them. Mm-hmm. You know? But we are afraid. Even in our fucking media we'll, is afraid to go, hey, how does this fucking phenomenon happen how can people who do something so crazy have other people understand and the fact is we don't fucking pay attention when people do something outrageous we just act like they're crazy people and not fucking come up with perhaps the possibility that these people have had big government or big fucking religion or big fucking uh corporations driving them fucking batshit and it can happen. It can happen in fucking Texas. And it can happen in the Middle East. People can get so fucking desperate that they do stupid, crazy shit. But if you're afraid to see what makes people become desperate, then you'll never figure it out. And you'll be able to black and white this thing and say, oh, that's a nut. Let's sweep it under the carpet and act like it never took place. Where a guy like Dave can look at a situation like this and go, I, I know how somebody can get that fucking crazy. Absolutely. And you, you do need to study people. I mean, Hitler was crazy, but we have to study him. He wasn't, he had moments of joy too. We see him laughing. We're, we, we the weirdest study thing him? I ever seen with Hitler is him being nice to a dog. I'm like, what? Yeah, petting that dog. Yeah, that, that, that fucking was... dog thing is like the wackiest Color thing Color footage? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. All right, we uh, do have to uh, break here. And I see that uh, Earl is uh, hanging around, and we'll check in with him back in just a couple of moments. A lot more stuff to uh, talk about today, uh, including the uh, mighty American Idol has finally fallen after 222, I think, weeks. They finally got beat by the Winter Olympics. Uh, The new American Idol, of course is Sean White. It took place while Sean White was out there. We'll be right back with a lot. It's Ron Fish Show. And I am a motivational speaker. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Oh, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we're going to have uh, some big uh, Twitter contests for you on Sunday night. A little later on, we're going to announce what we have uh, to give out. By the way, uh, we also have something from the artist formerly known as Paranoid. has put something together today about Tiger Woods. Earl Douglas shows up. you got some uh, business in the neighborhood. And Earl... Uh, you, my friend, feel like Tiger Woods has just been beaten down by the white man. Oh, he looks so small and looks so... He looks small. You know, he yeah. looks old. But what is it that you said he finally what? It's like the, the Negroization of Tiger Woods is now complete. So you really see this as a white and black issue, too? To a degree, yeah. I mean, like, remember last, was it last month, uh, Vanity yeah. Fair cover with Tiger looking all thugged out with, yeah. the, with the skull cap and the chest all puffed out? It's it was great. But, here, but here's the important thing, Earl, and you can't take this as a black and white issue because 
white people love Tiger Woods. But we can't have him out there jungle fucking. He has got to keep that in check. Hey, but but if it's like two consenting adults, what what's the big deal? You know what I mean? I don't understand why. I mean, the only person in my mind he has to apologize to is his wife. But here's the deal that you don't understand. And I, I want to tell anytime that a black man is with a white woman, it's viewed as rape. So even though they are married, still, it's still rape. And all these other chicks he's been with, it's also rape. I mean, but Thanksgiving night, he was fleeing the scene. But that's the other thing. He didn't commit any crime. He was basically, you know, like, you know, couples have fights all the time and you leave the house and you want to take a drive. <laughs> it's 2.30 in the morning, all fucked up, fucking driving <laughs> into fucking trees and mailboxes. Uh, I will give you this, Earl. You are consistently there for your race, and I admire that. <laughs> I do. I admire that more than anything else. So what are you doing in the neighborhood today? Um, I was, uh, just kind of hanging out and I ran into a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. who I known for about actually a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And, uh, this dude, Gio, mm-hmm. and you know, we just were talking about music and a lot of other things. Turns out he's working with the great producer. One of my favorite producers, Daniel Lanois. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, his credits are just legendary. You too, Bob Dylan and. You know, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, Neville Brothers, Amy Lou Harris. It goes on and on and on. And um, turns out uh, Daniel's in town. He's promoting a new project. It's called Black Dub. And for the first time, he's working with not only an outside singer, but a very young female singer, too. And her name is Trixie Whitley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they're working on this new project, and they've been in town kind of promoting it and talking with. So are you saying that you have uh, him ready to come in? Have you had that lined up for us? Is that the whole bit? Yeah, he's here, and uh, he's ready to work. Are you familiar with uh, with Daniel Fez? Not so much. You know, like, uh, it, it's really amazing to see when uh, certain people happen. There's always um, certain records happen, giant records. When you keep reading the same producer's name, it's like the craziest thing. And you know what this is like, Earl. It's, where at, at a point, some of these guys are backed up years. Yeah, I mean, and to the point where... And the other thing is, like, I see a producer's name on it, I know it's good. You yeah, know? well, this guy is also such a, a phenomenal uh, musician, and I don't know the young girl that he's working with, though. Oh, Trixie Whitley, you might know her, her dad, is uh, the late, great Chris Whitley. I love Chris Whitley. So, Seriously. And, um, oh, God, I mean, Chris Whitley, and, you know, he has a you know, 22-year-old daughter who's kind of following him, yeah. his footsteps, and... You know, and they have this new project out, and you know, I was talking about, you know, here, and like, you know, ways well, to promote didn't you, it. When you were at NEW, didn't you guys used to do a lot of Chris Whitley shows? Yeah, we we did a lot of shows. We did a show with him at Tramps. We did, I met Trixie when she was a little girl. She was like seven years old. She was like literally at her father's feet dancing in like a little semi-circle as he was playing. He was such a great performer. All right, so seriously, you got uh, Daniel Lenoir ready to come in. Yeah, Daniel Lenoir and Trixie are here, and they want to uh, stop by and say hello. Uh, All right, let's bring him in. From 
Black Dub, the song is I Believe. Trixie Whitley and Daniel Lanois are in studio with us. And uh, 
you guys have been recording some songs, I guess, over the last year or so? Uh well, most most of the record has been done more recently than that. Mm-hmm. That one I had in in the can already, right? And uh, I invited Trixie to sing on it, and that's what started the whole thing. I thought, well, this is going pretty good here. Yeah. Maybe we should keep rolling. So that's how it happened. So Trixie, for you, uh, how did you uh, how did you meet Daniel, and how did that even take place? Well, I think the first time I met him, I was about two years old. Yeah, um, I'm a friend of the family. Sure, obviously, yeah, my dad. Um, and but we, I, yeah, everybody loved, of course, uh, Chris Whitley so much, particularly here in the New York area. I don't know whether. Uh, the rest of the country had any legs up on us the way people in New York felt about your father. So you yeah. go that far back. Yeah, that. I didn't. I mean, from my part, yeah. after that, I had never seen Dan back again. So I, I first saw him when I was about two, three years old. And then the next time I saw him was last year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I knew he was a, he was a friend of my dad's, but I, I didn't really stay in touch. And then last year at a festival... In Belgium, I uh, went to a show of his and somehow gathered the courage to go and look him up and give him a little demo, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, our relationship started building up again. Now, Dan, how how weird was that for you to have known her when she's a baby <laughs> and then hear what she sounds like now? Um, I suppose uh, I just see it as family business. Isn't it uh, strange you know, that way? <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris... Uh, of course, was a very gifted artist and singer, and and um, Trixie got lucky. She she's she was genetically it was passed on genetically. So there you go. You know, just. But you know, it it doesn't always happen that way. I mean, occasionally it, it will. usually skips a generation. Yeah, yes. it doesn't really. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> um, but for you, Trixie, too, to hand that over. I mean, you're not just giving it to. A friend of the family, Daniel's, you know, track record is just phenomenal. So yeah. <laughs> you had to say to yourself, "Is this the exact time I want to kind of pull this trigger?" Oh, trust you, me, you know, was... you're only going to get to do it once. I'm sure. Yeah, you know? trust me, it was definitely not like an easy, uh, you know, thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, do I want to go up the same street? Um, is my father right? Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I do believe in that term, like family business. I mean, beyond family business, also, I I really do believe that things uh, happen for a reason, that that people cross each other's paths for reasons, and this is a very significant um, kind of example of that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that I had at all planned in my mind, like, oh, I want to work with the same people my dad at all. I was actually very much trying to avoid that, but it happened, and I think for a very good reason, and I'm super grateful for it, so... Dan, I think your career kind of matches what you just said there, where you believe... uh, It doesn't seem like you're a big planner, but you're more about feeling things out. Am I right about that in terms of music? Um, Yeah, I think it's safe to say that I I, I operate within what is available to me. Mm. uh, And I've always paid attention to um, invitations or what comes my way naturally and relationships that have a a reason to exist. on um, business plans right and so uh, um, I've always operated that way with record making I've never been much of a hustler for work people have called me because they like something that I did in the past yeah and um, I see this relationship here as a continuation of that philosophy that um, 
I'm just happy to be here right now uh, at this time with Trixie and we've got Brian Blade on the drums. And Amazing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's remarkable, you know, and it's and we come from different worlds. You know, uh, uh, Brian has a heavy jazz background. Um, I'm a good arranger from having made so many records and then Trixie brings a whole other thing to the equation. You know, she's a, a representative of her generation and, and I admire her as a as an artist and where she come from, where she comes from, what she stands for. It's really mm-hmm. odd too. The people that are coming out to see you guys now. It's all different generations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's all there's different reasons that people are coming to these shows <laughs> as well. Yeah, we talked about it a little earlier. How uh, uh, I think people want quality these days. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's always going to be force-fed pop to to contend with, but uh, I think. In the end, the records that people listen to are the ones that uh, they're moved by in a soulful way. And you've never uh, chased the pop charts. I mean, of course, you've had things that have been major hits that you've worked on, but they've always been somewhat strange records. They haven't. They've taken. (laughs) They've taken. uh, I mean, I think as a listener, you have to uh, commit to most of the records that you've been involved in. You know, I, I've gotten lucky a few times. There's been a few, a few number ones out there, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't, uh, I don't waltz into a project with those intentions in, in mind. I, I, I wait for those songs to come by, mm-hmm. surface in a project, and if something raises its hand and says, "I have the potential to be uh, a commercial song," then, then of course I pay attention to that and. Make sure that we optimize it in such a way that it can be played on radio and so on. But is there different? Is there different criteria? Like if you're with Peter Gabriel or you two at a certain time of their career, where the record company is like, we need hits. We're putting a lot of money. <laughs> where with what you guys are doing, you can afford to be a little more experimental. Well, the uh, the hits that I've gotten in the past have been have come our way naturally, and mm-hmm. and people earmark them at a certain point. And just to reiterate my last point. When when we know one has a good chance, then we we pour on the fertilizer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we like being experimental in yeah. the studio, Trixie and I, and she has a great imagination. So, the, um, but we hope that we've got a couple on on this record. Uh, you guys just be... do you write together, and you're just uh, playing around in the studio, or where does it happen? Uh, we've done a bit of writing together. Uh, this first record mostly comes from me, and then uh, as we. Uh, carry on with recordings from here on. Uh, I think we're going to do more collaborative work. Uh, you were going to do something live for us in the studio, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to do this song called um, Surely You're Meant to Be Mine. Let me just check my tuning.
my shepherd. Moonlight is my guide. You were close by. Now the distance is so wide. You found me blind. You taught me how to see. But now it's so hard to have you. To be mine, surely you were meant to be mine. You command my hand to write in the dark hours of a deep midnight. Your been the best thing I've ever heard on the radio in my entire life. Uh, 
I, uh, I'm looking over Earl Douglas, who's uh, been a producer here for a long time, uh, and of course, NEW, and also knew your dad, all welled up over here because that <laughs> was just amazing. Thank you that so much. That was just Thank amazing. And I don't know. Um, Dan, if that could come from one lifetime, I have no idea where that kind of soul comes from. I know it's a, it's a, we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, past lifetimes. I'm I'm I am now willing to bet I would push all my money in that something that something is connected there. That was amazing, just amazing. Um, and again, Dan, to have this kid hand this and say, uh, I'm in your life in this moment. That's that's just incredible <laughs> to me. That's just I, incredible. I know. We're really looking forward to the next few years, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got to tell you, Trixie, when you, get it, when you, were, when you uh, came in here, and I haven't had a chance to hear your stuff yet, I was going to ask you how intimidated that you were working with Dan, but now I'm, uh, there's no reason for it. There is no, no, no reason, reason for it at all. Thank you so much. I'll take that as a huge compliment. You Thank should. You. It's just absolutely right there for you guys. Um, so where do you go with this, Dan? How, you know, now that you guys are putting this together, it's kind of a, a, so many, the, the music backgrounds come from so many different places and multi-generational. How do you, how do you get this out to people? Well, we're, we're interested in operating at the both ends of the, of uh, the spectrum. The one being the, the new, part of the spectrum with the more renegade uh, internet uh, ways and we have a nice little team mm -hmm. uh, so we've got a good head start on that we've put some some of um, some of our films on the on youtube mm -hmm. we've been getting a lot of attention we've shot uh, uh, live performances of these songs in a very beautiful way and they're on youtube so th that's where we've gotten all the attention including uh, from from uh, jive records mm -hmm. and so they're uh they're interested in doing business with us and aligning themselves as a partner. So we're excited about that. So that's it. We're going to stay renegade, but we're also welcoming uh, an established business opportunity. So you're still going to release it in the traditional sense? Yes. And any uh, any dates for that yet? Any time? We're aiming for May as our mm -hmm. release, and then we're going to be touring in the summer. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I, I am still not over that song right now. I'm being totally honest. And again, I'm looking around at, at Dave and Pepper, the guys that have been with us for years. We see uh, people coming through here all the time. And that was a shocking, seriously shocking moment to, to hear how far along What was shocking is. about it to me was yeah. how well... She in tune, she sang, although yeah. my guitar was completely whacked out of tune. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> there was like, come on, I, anybody who can barrel through that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan, you were in the room? I had no, uh, wasn't paying any attention at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was, it was a borrowed guitar. <laughs> Without it tuned, without a tuner, man. I'm surprised. Hey, you got the man with the golden ears sitting mm -hmm. right next to you. Yo, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's an amazing thing for you guys to be in this project like this now too, and going out on the road uh, before you've you know dropped a record or anything too. That's uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, we're doing shows. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. it's all about the internet. You know, we, we did a show last night at the. Bowery Ballroom. Yeah. And um, my friend Adam Volick, he 
he shoots us while we play. We yeah, project what he shoots onto the onto the big screen. So that very thing was also broadcasted last night on on the internet. Yeah, they were webcasting, yeah. uh, and of course, I'm following along at Twitter where people were at the shows. All so of that? it it's all changed so much, I think, since uh, you uh, you first started doing this. And I guess also being in your position, I noticed you even taking an interest in the mixing board here when you came in. You have to keep up with technology all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah, we're always interested in technology. I mean, I, certain things never change, you know, uh -huh. like old microphones still sound great and consoles and all that. But I, obviously the Internet part of things is is a fascinating new world. And, hey, if nothing else, you can you can build statistics by showing things on the Internet. You know, sure. You get a, you know, a few hundred hits on something or 100,000 hits, then, you know, you can bring that to the table and say... Look what we've done on our own. What do you guys think? So it's it's a very powerful tool. Trixie, where did you uh, grow up at? Uh, I, I'm kind of a nomad, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I grew up um, in New York until I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And I moved to, uh, to Europe. And then I moved back to, to Brooklyn when I was 17. Um, and kind of in between that time, just been traveling a lot. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I grew up. I can't say one specific place, but, uh, I, I definitely call New York my home, but my accent has changed over the years because just of traveling a lot. So, and it is kind of, uh, a, a world music scene that you both have kind of <laughs> found yourself in over the years. It's not really located in any one place is it i uh, yeah i mean i think that's also I, I definitely um i think that's one of the great beauties of this of this band um i mean that it's just so eclectic and worldly mm -hmm. in, in so many different ways musically um even on a personal level just everyone that's involved comes from such different places and generations and that we obviously share, um, you know, just a certain, yeah, just beautiful, I mean, you know, just things that we have in common that I think will reach out to a um, very eclectic audience as well, hopefully to different ears and yeah. ages and countries. and. <laughs> but still New Orleans, so, too, huh, Dan? It's still New Orleans, that, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> for always, sure, New definitely. Orleans always in there. I mean, yeah. uh, our, our rhythm section... Uh, they came up on the Mississippi, so. Sure. <laughs> uh, but we the we share the one thing in common. We love soul music, and if mm. we could use the term soul as a broad banner for music that exists because it needs to exist. Right. Mm, yeah. And uh, there was a lot of soul seeing you in the studio today. Mm. Uh, like I said, Earl Douglas saw you dancing on stage at your oh, dad's no. show when you were oh, okay. a little tiny girl. Yeah. Uh, when you were like four or five years old. So to bring you back full circle just a couple blocks away from that and just hear this amazing music uh, today, it means a lot to us. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for being in the studio. Okay. What a thrill. Thank you. Black for Dub us. on the road. Thanks, Thanks a lot.
All right, that was uh, Black Dub. Uh, Earl, how cool. How Eric. cool of you to uh, bring them in and, and uh, have her do that uh, song. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, James, James in North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Wow, that was, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was crazy, right? Uh, I was blown away. That's not my style of music, but wow. I uh, just wanted to find out, is there... Facebook or how besides uh, YouTube can we get their shit? Well, uh, from what they were saying, they don't have anything together yet. They're uh, just putting this piece together and, and pitching it. And and you guys got to hear this uh, probably before anybody has, certainly before anybody has heard them uh, perform on the, the radio. Um, and that that's a really crazy thing is like uh, – Daniel is so fucking great, right? And, like, I thought I would just be talking to him, and then she completely screwed me up. Well, after that fucking song, I was just so fucking far gone on that. And Earl and Hicks were just goo-goo-eyed. I wish that you guys could have seen her sing that, because she's just this tiny little girl. She's just a really small little white girl singing like a, a much older blues or soul singer probably i'm going to say from the 1960s i'm going to uh, we just had a full transformation with her she's amazing and again i hadn't heard of her before i, I you know huge fan of her dad chris whitley but um and earl that's something you and i have always talked about that you got to see him so many times yeah he's he did a bunch of shows for us and uh, i mean what it, where's he from texas uh, I believe Houston, yeah, Houston, Texas. Because she, I thought she had a Nolens thing going. There was there was a Belgian, New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was kind of everywhere, all together at the same time. Uh, Scott, you're on the Run of Fest show. Scott, Hello? yeah. Hey guys, I just want to say that was fantastic because I never heard of her dad before, but she's got a heck of a voice. It's just really terrific. I'm I'm looking forward to you know this coming out. I think he said May. You're shooting for May. He's gonna yeah, but, you know, the, it seems like they're still really uh, pulling it together. Really, really cool to catch them at this place. Mike in L.A., you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. That was, that was amazing. I was just hoping you could make uh, that live track that they did in the studio available for download somehow. Yeah, I don't know whether it's up to us, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely replay it here on this show. So then if somebody captures it, that's their deals. Um, James in Ohio, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie B., yeah. that got me in my tracks. That, that The pain in her voice, the soul in her voice just blew me away. I was like, I, I would gladly go trade my hard-earned money to sit in a theater somewhere and, and watch her do that for a couple hours. That was amazing. Yeah. Really, really, really cool because it was just uh, shocking. Just something I did not expect at all. And then, honestly, I thought, well, all right, if he's working uh, with this young lady, she must be good. But and then I just kind of put it out of my mind until she started singing, you know. I was just stunned. I was very, very weird. Davy Mac, um, and obviously I've never seen you have sex before, but you were making sex faces while she was singing. Yeah, I couldn't help that. I couldn't prevent that. Uh, that was an instant attraction, mainly you know, because of her voice, but also she's nice on the eyes. All right, did you ever see High Fidelity? 
She's yeah. our Lisa Bonet right now. <laughs> yeah. Where she'll come back in here later and we'll be playing right. her shit. Yeah. There's no way that this girl will not be a megastar. She's incredible. Well, that's the weird thing is, like, you don't, um, you really don't have much of a fucking choice. You know I mean? Like, you, I don't know how the star thing is built, but, you know, to even have Dan work with her is just fucking crazy. Oh, if, He's done shit with everybody. If she doesn't, yeah, then something's seriously broken. I mean, yeah, because she's she's legitly legitimately amazing, and things are broken though. We live in the, a strange times. Paul, Paul, Colorado, you're on Fez. Hey guys, I just want to say in the in the days of auto tuning, to have her just come in and use a studio microphone and just blow like that, it was it was freaking awesome. I, that's a really good point. That she came in, Dan even admitted that the guitar wasn't in tune. And I, and I, it was one of those times. I wish Franklin was here shooting, because it was just a phenomenal, like performance. Still, it's a pure moment. This the one hundred percent pure. God, I love that kid. Here's uh, Justin. You're on Fez. I just gotta say, wow! I would listen to her read an algebra book. I'll be uh, keeping my eyes open for her name to be able to watch for that release. All right, Black Dub is the name of it, and uh, we also got him to sign some CDs that I guess we're going to have to now go back and rebuy for the uh, for Sirius. We stole some CDs out of the uh, closet down there. What did he sign for us, Dave? He signed uh, "Time Out of Mind" by the Bob Dylan, Dylan which right. is amazing. I might keep that for myself. <laughs> you should, probably should. What's that? Um, the, the Bob Dylan album, and Joshua Tree. All right. By you, of course, you too. And to the Joshua Tree special edition that Daniel Lenoir uh, helped uh, to uh, produce, and he did an incredible job. And then the documentary. Have you uh, ever did. seen a documentary with I him have, before? It's uh, fucking great. I it's want so, to. But it's not like a documentary like you would normally think. It's just this kind of. Uh, uh, oh, here's another thing. I don't know whether you, you know this, but he did the music for um, Sling Blade. For the movie Sling Blade. Wow. Which is really great stuff. It's incredible. Incredible, uh, soulful guitar in that in that, in that movie. Um, Mike. Mike, you're on Rana Fez. Mike. Yeah, sorry, sorry man. Um, the thing, I think the, the one thing that just fucking blew me away even more than her singing was the fact that you said she was like a, a tiny white chick, man. I, yeah. I had this vision in my mind that she was this, you know, African queen, this beautiful... Tall, you know, Afro woman with this beautiful, husky, smoky voice. That fucking blows me away. Oh, here's something that I love. Somebody actually sent this in. Some idiot sent to uh, uh, two two friends and says, "I was listening to Ron and Fez, and somehow it must change the channel to BET." But <laughs> both of them, the the two people that were performing were white people, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the the uh, beauty of the band. Well, the um. The band does have uh, all different kind of roots yeah, involved in it. And, of course... Uh, yeah, I think uh, Brian Blade on drums. And- Brian Blade, by the way, and as far as I know, uh, Dan found him. Like, you know, I guess you can't really say you found anybody, but he wasn't uh, that well-known before Brian was playing. Uh, Brian wasn't all that well-known before. He was a great, great drummer. Amazing drummer. And uh, Daryl Johnson, the bass player, I think they both have New Orleans roots. So. Yeah. It, it, there, there's the Have you seen the documentary yeah. on him before? Right. 
Did you see Brian Blades' father singing with them? Yeah. Uh, in some church? Phenomenal. Yeah, they were singing, um, I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, this may be the last time, which was. Oh, oh. God, it's great, man. <laughs> it was just. And, oh, God, I was just. It, your, your, your soul just feels better when you hear stuff like that. It's just like you put it on and just go. Uh, Heather, in Tampa, you're on Run Fez. That, that was beautiful. It was sublime. That was like. That was amazing. Yeah. And to have Daniel Lanois in that room with you, oh, my gosh, he's like. He's amazing. Yeah, he is. And I I probably completely screwed up the interview because uh, I got totally um, thrown off track. Yeah. Because that song just uh, knocked us all out. Earl, you look like you were going to cry like a little girl. Oh, I was, I was like clutching myself, like, do not cry. Do not lose it. Just, just stay composed. And I couldn't help it. It You know, when you hear like a really beautiful song, something, you, something's going to happen to you, whether you're going to. You know, you'll smile. You're a poet, Earl. <laughs> Something happened. You were a poet. Something happens when you hear a really good song. You were touched. Oh, yeah. I was moved. I was really, really moved. Oh. What about you, Fez? Um, I thought it was okay. That was nice. Fez is not able to understand music of any kind, right? You don't have favorite music. No, no. There's no kind of music that, like, gets to me. Mm. I just don't hear it. Uh, Fez is a strange thing. You don't like film? You don't read books, not a fan of uh, paintings, art. No. Uh, comedy doesn't do anything for you. You don't seem to understand humor, where it comes from. How to, it's very odd, very odd place for him to be. Uh, we got to get a hold of Jay Moore, by the way. Jay Moore uh, is having trouble with his uh, XM series, and we, I won't put up with it. I was noticed on his Twitter account. That for some reason he's getting everybody but us. Can't uh, can't go on that way. Here is uh, Frank. Frank, you're on the Run Fest show. Frank, we got you, buddy. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Uh, uh, Granny's uh, walking on water right now. He seems really uh, really proud of himself. He is, and he should be proud of himself. Yeah, I mean, yes. When you get Earl, to hear- pi- Earl picked up him uh, picked up a major booking. Oh, by the way, did you get the letter that I um, that I sent about Earl? Did you get that email? No. Let's see if the guys went and printed it up for me. Um, this is a guy he called in uh, was saying he wanted to have uh, some advice on where to go in New York when he comes to New York, and then he writes. I will buy 10 of Earl's book and books and donate them to charity if you like. My girl is interested, so make it 20 books if we can visit the studio. Nice. So, Earl, have that, and uh, if they buy 20 books, you ought, to, you ought to do this. You ought to take them out for an Earl night, an Earl Black Rock night. Oh, well, absolutely. Take them around the uh, places. A night with the author. Yes, spend the haunts, Fezzi, where the where he used to be. Go to the Playwrights Tavern here, Times Square. Yeah, we could go there. I mean, my you, how many playwrights do you think have been to that tavern? <laughs> Not many. Uh, Jay, you're on Fez. Jay, we got you, buddy. Hey, hey guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, are you going to play that song again? I only heard like the last 10 seconds of it. You fucked up, didn't you? You fucked up. 
you went wrong. Uh, Woody in Tampa, you're on Fez. Ronnie, I'm dying to hear this song. I just got in the car. Come on, put it on again. You fucked up. You got to be there. You got to be there. Uh, Maddie in New Mexico, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? Hey, Earl, you hit one off the scoreboard today, buddy. But, hey, Ronnie, why don't we uh, maybe end with that song instead of Satellite today? What do you think, bro? Ronnie, uh, that's a good idea. Let's do that for them. Hicks, isolate the song, and we'll go out that way. Earl Douglas. Um, he went from Black Rock Coalition, now it's going to be Black Dub Coalition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I've been a big fan of Daniels for my entire adult life, and... I'm just I'm, I don't know but I'm flipping out between this and you no know, them wanting to buy copies of BlackRock Volume One. Oh, you're one. really excited about that, aren't you? No, it's very flattering. It was very nice. We're shipping twenty. <laughs> it's very flattering. Was it flattering the way Fez just did that though, or was that infuriating for you? <laughs> Gotta find boxes for these things. Now, uh, Earl, here's what's probably going to happen: Fez is somehow going to go out with these people. And give them copies of his book. And then later we'll ask him why, and he'll be like, I don't know how the mix-up took place. <laughs> you have got to watch him like a hawk. Like a strange, retarded hawk. Um, still looking to get Jay on the show. Should we break first, or uh, what do you want to do? You want to break? We'll try, we're going to take a break here. We'll try to come back with Jay Moore, uh, well-known movie star, TV star, stand-up comedian, and now a customer with a beef with uh, Sirius XM. We'll find out how he's doing. It's the Ron and Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Sirius 197, XM 202. I bought a donut, and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for the donut, man. I'll just give you the money, then you give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I just can't imagine a scenario where I would have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friends. Don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Earl Douglas hanging out with us today. Wiping away a tear. You were like uh, Louis Armstrong, where you actually had to get your handkerchief out. Fezzy, when you see the rest of us kind of hear a new piece of music and you see we, the way we react to it, do you even believe us? It just doesn't seem interesting to you? I just wonder, what are they feeling that I'm not? I mean, I get curious in that respect. We're, where, we're where, having feelings. Where is this deepness that I just do not have? That everyone is being very touched by this. And I'm and I'm not getting the same feeling. How's everything coming with your with your shrink? It's uh, it's going okay. I went to the pill doctor shrink last night. Yeah, get some new pills. Yeah, loving pills. So, what kind of pills you have? It's the Xanax. I haven't used it, but you know, figured I'd get a prescription while I was there. Why? Well, just in case I want it. How many you got? When I I don't have I have like two on me right now. It's but Friday. I have a prescription. It's Friday, dogs. It's in time. <laughs> you want to give the boys each a Xanax that kick their beers up? I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking today, but I'm not yeah, Xanax. Mix it. Maybe I uh, end up in your own fucking puke, choking on it. I don't want to Brian Epstein myself. Bon Scott, the son of a bitch. 
Is there a fucking rocker's name that we couldn't throw in? <laughs> then they all basically die on their own puke. The Hendrix Keith Moon. So, what has the point been with the psychiatrist, Fez, the whole time? What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking just to uh, a to get rid of the anxiety mm-hmm. that's and the depression that surrounds me that I feel. You know. Yes. What you, what's the big picture, though? The big picture is just figure out who I am to just know where You're I'm. You're Fez. Going. Yeah, but I don't, you know, it's, there's so many things where I feel like I contradict myself. I just don't know who I am as a person. Does this help at all? I know who you are, and I don't like you. So does, if, if I could give you any advice. It started to help me, and then at the end it didn't. Why? Wouldn't that be a better reason not to find yourself and stop looking for yourself? You would have something to work on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, I know that people are always trying to find themselves. And I always think to myself, well, you're right there. You're right fucking there. What are you trying to find that you can't find in yourself? There's so many things where it's like I just don't know how I really feel about things. You, do, you times feel, do you feel anything? Yeah, I think so. But so, so then that's how you feel. Yeah, but a lot of those times what I'm feeling is the anxiety or the depression. Mm-hmm. And it like just blocks anything else out. But maybe you really need to, to feel that and not block anything else. Yeah, but it's like I will go, um, you know, where I don't have, I can't figure out an opinion on something or I feel like other people's opinions are better or smarter than mine. Well, you're just stupid. Well, see, that's not who I want to find out I am. But are you trying to find out that you're someone else or find out who you are? Find out who I am. Well, then maybe you're just stupid and anxious and depressed. Well, that's not a great discovery. Well, see, what? but do you want the what to find who you are or who to find who you wish you were? Maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Maybe you think you're some kind of confused, tortured genius, and you're just a very dumb, depressed, anxious little man. Now you can stop finding yourself, and why don't you start and find this? Start and find some other wonderful things in the universe. Stop looking for yourself, find other things. Like I saw the um, the Buddhist uh, rant that Tiger was on today, saying that the Buddhists tell us, not to find things outside of ourselves. Isn't that the only fucking reason we're here on earth? I mean, if there is a spiritual self, right, that is eternal, it seems like you'll have a lot of time to find that one. You know, meditation seems to me like it should probably take place in the afterlife when you don't have a body. While you do have a body, eat some jelly donuts... Uh, bang chicks, smoke cigarettes, have a beer, do physical things. Why when you, if, let's say over the, the course of eternity, you get 80 years to actually physically feel things. Why wouldn't you spend those 80 years trying to physically feel as much stuff as you could? And then meditate and become one with the universe when you die and leave your body. Then you have all the time in the world to meld with the universe. Maybe you have to find yourself before you can meld with the universe after you die. All right. You've got yourself. This is yourself. Yeah, but I don't know who this is. This is the person that you're unhappy with. 
you've found yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't like the yourself that you are. So you found yourself. Change the things that you don't like. But you have found yourself. See, it doesn't feel like it because I don't know. like you, Because you want yourself to be better. Well, like I want a relationship, but then I get nervous about going out. Yeah, you know, that's, that's you. That's But that's two people. That's no, two no, it isn't. People have contradictions all the time. See, I can't rectify mine. Why? You want to be simple. Maybe you're a little more complex than what you are, than what you want to be. Um, here is Roger. Roger, you're on Manifez. Yeah, hi, Ron. I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think you just said that you want to be simple. You want to be... Uh, you know, less complex than you are, and I think this is the core issue. I think uh, he is—he is an adult that wants to stay a child, and uh, he doesn't know how to feel because he's just like a child, and he's expecting people to tell him how to feel and what to think. And uh, well, you there's know, you, another contradiction. Well, the, I, you know that gets me—you know—wound up in my head. Yeah, well, I, and I think Ron pointed this out last week, is that uh, you, know, you talked about the testing for OCD and everything. And, uh, Ron, I think you said something to the effect of they've never met someone who was so determined to have a mental illness he didn't have. Yeah, he constantly wants whatever mental illness excuse that he can find. And, but, and uh, it really, it's just to fit the profile. It's like the sundowner syndrome is really just an extension of I need to be home so mommy doesn't get mad at me. I need to be home before dark, and it's like this refusal to enjoy reading and music and certain foods and stuff like that is just, that is the same playing field that all the adults are on, Hmm. and he's pretty much convinced himself that he's not ready for it. Well, reading just hurts. It just makes me either sleepy or nauseous. You ever try to work through it? It's, I have tried reading. I've got plenty of books. That I've maybe made it to the first page. And then what about the second day you try to do the second page? What if you try just to read a page a day? Well, that feels like it would take forever. What else you got to do? You're just sitting in your fucking house. Uh, I, I love the fact of this, that you're always saying that you're looking for help. And any fucking solution anyone gets, gives him, just gets uh, blown off. You found yourself. You are here. Stop looking. This is you. If you're not happy, make some changes. Make some changes. But you found yourself. This is you. This is Fez. Doesn't seem like a great discovery. Yeah, you are a person who does not appreciate what you have. You don't appreciate the fact that you got a working spine, working lungs... You have a digestive system. All these things, if they were even fucked up even slightly, it's all you'd be able to think of. If you suddenly started to uh, get this bubble on your asshole, nothing else in the whole universe would matter to you but that bubble on your asshole. But the fact that you don't have one, you don't even slightly feel thankful for it. You look for something else to uh, bitch about. Uh, Davy Mac. Uh, you had some stuff on your mind today. Some stuff was uh, driving you crazy. What is it? Yeah, I was getting. Uh, I'm being driven crazy by the fact that uh, Sean White's coach 
is getting just killed by a bunch of people in the media because he cursed while giving Sean White a uh, basically a congratulatory slash prep t- uh, pep talk. After he uh, after Sean White had clinched the gold medal, right. the coach is there and he's saying, "Hey, what, what do you want to do?" You know, and we have the audio of it. All right, let's take a listen. I'm starting to believe it. I'll probably like see you tomorrow now. You have to apologize for the language on the air. Obviously, a lot of emotions. So, so what exactly did he say? He said, um, just fucking drop, you know, and he, he used the F word. And then later on in the thing, he said, yeah, just uh, do one of your Mick twists and stomp the shit out of it. And the guy um, and, and NBC broadcasted it live. Mm-hmm. And now well, they've had this problem before with football, boxing, even baseball, where they'll pick up the occasional fuck. You have a couple of solutions here. Number one, stop miking everybody. Stop going down there. Or number two, explain to people, it's not about the sport. You're only on a TV show. This has nothing to do with winning and losing. It's just a television show. Uh, Earl, how many times have you seen this take place before over the course of your lifetime? The fuck uh, that gets out on the air. And has the Republic uh, managed to somehow uh, muddle on? I remember growing up watching Nick games. You heard an oh shit every every game. You know, you hear like uh, a bad pass. Oh shit! And you know, it just happens. It's a floor mic. That's why it's a floor mic. It but d- there up. is no reason that you need to be down there listening to his coach if you're watching at home. There's no fucking <laughs> reason that we at home need to know what those two people are no, talking. No, and about. it's 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 n- it's not necessary. But my big thing is the. You rally- see, Costas was furious the other night because he didn't get. Sean White immediately? Yes, I did see that. And doing this. Well, um, we'll try to have Sean White tomorrow, and maybe tomorrow will be a good show. Maybe that'll be a better (laughs) show. We're trying to do a professional show for you. And you saw that he was just locked in on some fucking producer. Apparently, we don't give a shit around here, so maybe I won't either. Yeah. Maybe Bob Costas doesn't give a fuck. I was laughing because I identified immediately. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, Sean White's being accosted by so many people now that maybe NBC couldn't immediately get the interview. Yeah, they couldn't. So what? The <laughs> world is fucking fine. You got this. You got to see the. I've seen the interview that they did later. I could give a fuck. It was really stoked. It was really there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get it. He's happy. Did you see him when he got the fucking thing that he actually played air guitar yeah. to the uh, Star Spangled Banner? Yeah. I can't help it. I find the kid adorable. He's fun. Um, but this, like, cry, like, that the children, you know, children saw it. It's just, it's a bunch of bullshit. First of all, it, it didn't have. it happened later on in the evening. I think it was, like, 1030 at night or so, maybe even 11 o'clock East Coast time. Well, guess what? Here's the other thing. All the little kids that want to be snowboarders and rad skaters and surfers are going to hear shit and fuck as soon as they (laughs) go into any of those places. Just like a little boy who wants to play basketball is going to hear shit and fuck. Right. And stop acting like it's. Such a devastating word. Their dads say it when they're trying to train the little kids. I say it right now to my kids. What do you say to your kids? Like that Sean White fucking kicks ass. 
What do they say to you? They, they just no. do that big-eyed look at you? Well, Julia <laughs> is now getting into the position where she can repeat stuff, so I, I'm trying to watch it. Have Bob Costas apologize to your kids. But, like, I heard my daughter say fart because I said it. It's cute. And now um, I, I have to get rid of it. Let's face it. It's fucking cute when babies curse. It's really <laughs> fucking adorable. Yeah. Uh, Nate, Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I'm just wondering what your thought on this is. When do you think these Puritans who are against uh, swearing on uh, sporting events, the ones who are bitching about uh, Sean White dude, uh, and his coach, when are they just going to wake up? Hey, and, and realize, you know, that's how people talk. I know I'm talking, pre- preaching the choir, you know, on XM. Yeah, I, I, I quite believe that if you were in a bar and Costas is talking next to you and you say to him, you know, you're always talking about Mantle, but Mays was a better ball player, that Costas might say to you, you're fucking crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and not in a bad way, not trying to start a fight, not trying to shock. I think Gossesmus might say, you're fucking crazy. Look look at the championships. <laughs> just like a regular person. Um, it's just, it's fake outrage. It's just not real. We're not as angry most of the time as we let on. And again, we would rather talk about this than the real madness that takes place. And it's, it's. I mean, like, why would some sports be allowed to do, you know, football, the head coaches have incredibly uh, uh, curse-laden, you know, speeches. All right, boys, here's this one. The Trade. This is a film that takes, uh, that's going to tell the tale of the 1970s Yankees when the Yankees were really off the, the fucking, uh, off the tracks there for a while. And caused that giant scandal when they had the swapping wives. Who were the two players? Uh, I believe Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich. Uh Back in the 1970s. That's been greenlit with Fez Beneflec being attached to direct and potentially star. Hit or miss? Uh, I think it's going to be a miss. It sounds like a Lifetime movie to me. Like it, like it's going to be on Oprah's new channel. Really? It's, it sounds like more of a soap opera thing. I mean, I know it's a real story, but it sounds like it's going to be more of a soap opera thing. And I don't know, can Ben Affleck play baseball to pull this off? Well, we'd have to say, but you, you think he can direct it? No, no. I think I, I think it's just going to be too over dramatic. Hit, hit or miss? It's going to be a hit. Um, the fact of the matter is that Gone Baby Gone. Was a really Great film, really good film, strong really, movie. Really, seriously, almost got an Oscar nomination, and I wouldn't have had a problem if it did. Yeah, and uh, is that the only thing he's directed so far? No, he has a new movie coming out. Well, it was, I think it's called The Town. That's getting a lot of buzz. It was in uh, a lot of buzz from in Sundance. I haven't heard about it yet. Yeah, but yeah, believe it or not, Fezzi, I know that you are not a big fan of his. I think he. You know, you you say you ruined Daredevil, and also um, both both true. both players were pitchers, so it's easier to pull off being a pitcher than it is. Uh, but there's no reason to think that the guy can't play enough ball to fucking pass by in a movie. No, he could. If they got Damon, that would be something else—a little Goodwill Hunting reunion. There. Bring them back as guys at yeah. uh, Traded Wives. Hit or miss, uh, Earl. I think it will be a hit if if they go at it. Like in an adult manner, like a gone baby gone. If they try to do it as a comedy, I don't think it'll work. What if it's a farce or a black comedy? Um, I don't think a a farce would work. But, I mean, the story is interesting in and of itself because they switched everything from houses to wives and even dogs. So 
that in and of itself is an interesting story. And one of the marriages is still together. One didn't work out, and one is still 100% together, which is really kind of a uh, a crazy situation. Jay, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make a comment about NBC. Man, they are they're dropping the ball on the Olympics. They they completely missed the gold medal race to get uh, the, the two-time gold medalist uh, speed skater won the other night. They completely just dropped the ball. That's uh, all I had. They've had some rough things happen. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll say this. There's been some absolutely beautiful shots. Uh, some of the downhill skiing and the mountains in the background are just uh, fantastic. Did you see the speed skater thing where the uh, uh, the guy was like from one of the fucking European countries? So the girl says to him, uh, okay, just say your name and what you won into the thing and we'll start the interview. And he goes like this, what are you, stupid? I mean, he had just won the gold medal. And you're thinking to yourself... You don't have a speed skating expert. You know what I mean? We're just dealing with regular people going, I don't know what you did. Why don't you explain it to us? Um, but so there have been downtimes, but apparently a ton of people are watching this. And you have to admit, from at least visually, it's a gorgeous place. And, it, and maybe it's just because the HD is so dead on. But any any of the shots have just been perfect for me. Yeah, Vancouver is like, you can't miss because it's just such a scenic, spacious place to begin with. So. Yeah. But sometimes they can even fuck that up, and it, it seems like visually been on. And then NBC what, you, has, what letter grade would you give them, Dave? Uh, right now, B+. Plus. B+. Plus. But I'm, I'm willing to um, put the grade up higher if uh, they have a good second week. What, and, would you give, what would you give the city of Vancouver? Letter grade. Uh, C. Mm, wow. Uh, what's your letter grade so far first week? Uh, I will say A minus for NBC. For NBC, Vancouver, A A plus. Really? Yeah, they fucked a lot of stuff up up there. You know, yes. they killed a kid. Would you give that no, the A plus? That would drop it down a plus. Okay, <laughs> so just oh, just an A. Uh, Fezzi, um, I'm going to give NBC a B, and I'm going to give the city of Vancouver a D. Really? Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, their screw ups are affecting NBC. Uh huh. You know, because you'll you'll hear Costas say, "We'll show you what we can," or you know, as much as we have, because you know the speed skating thing would have been great to watch, and that got delayed so long. Mountains are you know too slushy. There's so many problems there, and of course the death. But you know, I'm I'm not competing, so I don't care if the mountains slushy. I just want to make uh, exciting sports. And a lot of the downhill skiing has been really exciting. Yeah, but you also think that with, you know, the mountains are slushy. It's like you're dealing with elements. You know, you don't expect Canada in the middle of February not to be cold. It's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough fucking call. It really is. I mean, it's hard to blame it on Vancouver when they're <laughs> up just, in the Rocky Mountains and they're there. not getting a lot of snow. Um, Mikey boys uh, throwing an old school bar crawl. Uh, and I didn't even realize this, 10 years since we met you, Earl Douglas, 10 years since Ron and Fez have been. Yeah. Uh, and it's a decade. As Neil Young put it, this is our decades album. We're all coming back. We like to get some of the old school people. Earl, will you be there at the I, bar crawl? I will be there. Wow. Uh, Davey Mack, are you going to be there? 
If I had, uh, I'm not sure. It's on Saturday. If it's on Saturday night, it's on Saturday night. night. Might so, be able to get to out celebrate Ron and Fez. It's a week from tomorrow. Maybe uh, after midnight. Uh, we'll already be gone by then. Oh come on! <laughs> It'd be so weird not to have you there celebrating ten years. Yeah, that would be weird. Why is Saturday? We get, everyone has Fridays off these days. <laughs> um. Saturday's Mikey, day off. This is Mikey Boy's party. I know. And Mikey Boy does throw a great party. And obviously he hates the Sam and Dave show as much as anybody else. Apparently. Mikey Boy, he's got a website set up for this. TribecaBarCrawl.com. Or .info. TribecaBarCrawl.info. TribecaDemorne.info.com. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be playing the top ten uh, people who are up for the $1,000 and beat sleeves, beat sleeves. Right back is Ron Fashion. Welcome to the Ron and Fez Show. On XM Radio. Don't you get any better than Ron and Fez. It's the best thing going today. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Outer space satellite blowing up. Ron and Fez. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Black Girl Douglas in the studio with us today. Buddies. Just stopping back in. It's our good buddy Tuttle. Tuttle from Florida. How are you, pal? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Good. You know what? Believe it or not, I got so much positive feedback about you today. From who? The listeners? Yeah, from the listeners. And so many of them going like this. Finally, someone has Fez's back. Because uh, Fez's personality has changed quite a bit since you knew him. When you knew him, you couldn't even fuck with Fez. No, no, no. He, there was no playing around because you would feel the wrath. And who would be more likely to make you cry when you came in with us, me or Fez? Oh, definitely Fez. Now, would I yell at you at all? Oh, you would definitely yell, but Fez had, like, this tone and this swagger about him that made you feel bad about what you did wrong. Yeah, but I always noticed that with the people who uh, worked with us, they would always get their feelings hurt a lot more if Fez yelled at them. And now if you look at a person uh, like, of course, Dave, he doesn't even respect Fez. I do. I, yeah. I, ref I respect Fez. Would, would you kill for Fez? Yes. 
Um, now, you said you were going to talk to your wife about you moving in with Fez. Any updates on that? Well, we went to a show last night, and we had a chance to talk about it a little bit while we were waiting. And, uh, yeah, she's definitely open uh, to the idea of me coming up here and working until uh, she can get the uh, tanning salon down in Florida going. Now, does she know that your work would be mainly uh, staying to Mr. Watley's demands? It would be a lot of litter box emptying. Fez, what was the amount uh, that you offered um, Dave that time for his family? I offered Dave, I think it was $2,000 in daycare a, a, a month. So if you switched that over to Tuttle, and it would be $2,000 a month to have somebody who would cater to your needs. Yeah. Play now, is that cash? Tax? tax? Yeah. All right. Because I can still keep my unemployment. Absolutely. But here's the other thing. You want to keep that quiet. Okay. Now, you're how old now, Tuttle? I am 30 years of age. All right. So you probably have... Anywhere from three to five years before you steal a plane and fly it into a building. Yes. Um, Let's hope. There's no reason that this couldn't work out good for everybody. By the way, I want to say thank you very much to our buddy uh, Half Astronaut, who has been kind enough to uh, send some cigars and a full case of Tito's Vodka. Which, I don't understand why it's coming in so cold. Ooh. Where did we have this chilled at? <laughs> in a snowbank. And then, uh, also, he's been uh, kind enough to um, get me a, a song that I've been looking for for a while called uh, Come On Up to the House. Come on up in the house. So I'm going to try to make sure you put this down for me because I want to listen to this later. Pass that over there. Uh, I've been dying to find that song everywhere. I'm wanting to play it on the air. Um, would you boys like to have a little taste over here this morning? Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> also from uh, Ron Fez fans in uh, Austin, Texas, Half, half Astronaut Pattern Language and Chutney Ferry, I got a homemade toenail collecting kit. Give that to Tuttle. Which, Give uh, that to, to Let Tuttle worry about where your, home, where your toenails go. Okay. Who wants a sip of this over here? Dave's running right now. Javonk is just He's about running. odorless, though. I wouldn't know. I don't drink at all. You don't drink at all? No. Would you like to have a little taste of this, Earl? Just let me know how no, it tastes. Because no. I can't drink. I mean, neither, neither can I. That Party was... guy! Do it for Ron, Earl! <laughs> that... What's with all that craziness? <laughs> what the? Oh! I just got my finger caught in the goddamn microphone. Um, Bob Costas would like to apologize. Archie Comic Books, I'd like to thank. Archie Comic Books from the Austin, Texas fans. Fantastic. So those are all old Archies? Old Archies. Like, they're old Archie books mm -hmm. and comic books and everything. So they went to a flea market for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's, like, actually, like, 80 of them in here, so I'm I, very the, excited. By the way, Todd, I don't know if you have a problem with this. Austin may be the future home of the Ron Fez show. Okay. I'm because ready we're always, you know, like we said, we just had 10 great years uh, in New York with two off. You know, we took a little two-year break uh, to go to D.C., uh, but uh, Austin might be perfect for us. It's the South. I'm I'm okay with that. Mm, yeah, but it, they say it's the the blueberry on the, on the red state. There, it's just a, a nice blue city. All right. On a hideous red state. Well, I'm ready to move. Who anywhere. did you Who did you vote for last time? Uh, I voted for um, McCain, not Jefferson Davis again. No. Now, um, <laughs> what is your stance on uh, gay marriage? Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, it doesn't affect me. I you know. 
So, uh, yeah. It may. Well, let's see. After you're living with Fez for a little while, whether it affects you or not. Well, we haven't met this wife. <laughs> There's, I have no problem with gay marriage. Mm. Gays make you sick? No, 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 no. Make you sick your stomach? No, they don't make me sick, you know. So you'd suck a dick if you needed to, to no. prove your loyalty? To Fez, um, sure, why not? Of okay. course, if I need to, i got to do what i got to do for the two two grand a month. He That's not is... set in stone. Why, what do you think it should come in at? Oh, maybe 200 a month. Come on, be serious, Fez. Don't waste our time. No, I mean, I'm, I'm including the room and board. Yeah, but bored is going to be him hearing your old stories. <laughs> uh, take a nice big slug off that, uh, okay. Dave. Uh, let's get the Friday party started. What you're holding also was uh, given to Stan McDonald, guy's own gift. And I, th- I put it in front of you because I th- think you'll really dig it. It's a uh, old picture book of sports. And that's the kind of thing that like, I think I was when I was a kid and when yeah. you were a kid, that would be the oh, the most popular book in your fucking like, you know, elementary school library. Um, that was the shit. So I'm very thankful for that. That's fucking awesome. It's really and Tuttle, you were a sports fan. Did you used to always read about like old time baseball and all when you were a kid? Uh yes, yes. Uh, um, a lot of the um, Ty Cobb stuff. I love that. Anything I could read about the uh, Gas House Gang, I was just really fucking excited <laughs> to get. And I don't even know what year that was, like the 40s or something. <laughs> Crazy, earlier, I think. Um, loved all those kind of stuff. So, yeah, Stan is going to enjoy this. Uh, also, the old-time boxing was a gigantic <laughs> fan of that. I used to love the old posters where they would just stand barefisted and be, the arms would be so far apart from one another. Yeah, I loved it. And I also had a book when I was a kid. It's really funny, too, when you bring up these illustrations. They've always had these kind of things, but there was a book of whoever was the master of any sport. Right, and it's the only reason why I know anything about Dick Weber is from this one because I decided in my mind I wanted to know who Jim Thorpe was. And it didn't matter what this, but I want to know who was the dominator. <laughs> there was also the bios of like the hot guy at the moment. Like I remember reading like the bio Burt Jones. You know, the, sure. <laughs> it, it ends with him leading the team to the playoffs or whatever it was, but. Those were always like, you know, I read Guidry's book, Munson's book. Yeah. Honus Wagner was my favorite as a kid. Um, well, you know, Ball 4 was the fucking shit for me. Ball 4 and, of course, North Dallas 40 were like my two, like, the first time that I broke out of, like, everything is, like, bullshit to, <laughs> oh, this is how it really is. Because yeah. they were so offended, like, with Ball 4, but I'm like... This is fucking great. And then everyone did afterwards. Yeah. I remember reading, um, we had a copy of Mickey Mouse's um, Courage. That was his, like, big book. I think he did, like, three or four books, but Courage was his big book. And then, actually, when I was in, which came out when I was a little kid, Dave Winfield's book was surprisingly great. Because he was just shitting on how awful Steinbrenner was. That's really fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember reading uh, Balls by Greg Nettles. Who, which oh, was, I remember that one. Which is the same thing. He basically just, the, the second half of the book, he's just dumping all and over And who George. wrote Bronx Zoo? That was that the writer? Uh, Peter Golenbeck. I had that book. I, that yeah. was one of my favorite books ever because it had the folder, at the cover of the of Sparky Lyle's mustache on it. And it had the, like, it was like a felt tip cover mm. that felt like the mustache. Nice. All right, the top ten of the Penny Stock Chaser jingles. And next week we'll figure out who gets the $1,000. You see this, Tuttle? If you would have played this, you could have got half a month's pay. Yeah. Uh, do I need to send in a... Is it too late to send in a jingle? 
Yeah, it is too late to send in a jingle. Very much. Okay. But it's not too late to suck that dick that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm, I said maybe. You said maybe, but at the very least you said you would jerk it off on your bottom lip. Yes. Okay. Um, the top ten of the pennies. Th- what are you guys getting orange juice? Like girls? One orange juice. <laughs> Screwdriver. <laughs> Just one orange Where'd juice. Where'd you make them go he for it? He always ruins it. OJ. Where'd you get it from? Oh, they were fridge. I thought you meant him leave the building. <laughs> if you may make him leave the building for, for mixers, I'm going to go fucking no, this is, crazy. These are for free here. All right. Um, NRL, you won't even have a little screwdriver with your friend. <laughs> Come on. You Pound can't him. even have a Come screwdriver. On, party guy. And uh, Hicks, you're not drinking anymore? Fucking stupid lens fucked me over again. Fez gave up the drinking, and fucking Dave is on his own. <laughs> That's depressing. Well, I figure, you know, it's Friday. The wife's coming to the city. So you don't have any problem drinking by yourself? No. Not at all. I usually do. And Fez, you haven't drank since your New Year's Eve embarrassment? Only at home. Yeah. I Well, I don't drink out in public. How often do you drink at home by yourself? Usually just on a Saturday. How much? Probably four, uh, five beers. You'll never have to drink alone uh, when I'm around. Mm. I'll be there with you. That's beautiful. Balls the balls. Just the two of you having cocktails. Yay, moonshine. Um... Now, do you finally, I know you were looking to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You have, you're Dave. You're drinking <laughs> by yourself on a Saturday because you're afraid to drink in public. Be you can't with it. trust yourself. Will you talk on the phone if you're drinking? Uh, no, usually not, no. Afraid to? <laughs> yeah. Afraid nope. you're going to say something so ridiculous? So just you, Davey Mac. All right, Ronnie. You're the last cowboy. Okay, going to do this? <laughs> going to have a nice night tonight. Um, all right, let's play the top ten. Well, first of all, let's play Sleeve's original song. All you need is a penny to strike it rich. There it is. Tough to beat. All right, let's uh, take... And this is in no uh, order whatsoever. So don't take it the wrong way, folks. Don't go, well, this one must be leading. (laughs) Uh, Right off the bat, the great Macy Gray. Macy Gray. Change is all I have here. What will I do with it? I'll buy some stock. Time to overcome my stock market fear at pennystockchaser.com. I play it off like I know what I'm doing, but I was about to go bankrupt. I tried to buy some stock on my own, tried to do it by myself, but I stumbled. I try to hide it, it's clear. Thank God, pennies I chase my hands here. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, here's the next one up for $1,000 in the penny stock chaser beat sleeves. This is Will Carroll. Well, I got a few pennies running along. Can't attract them. 
Uh, here's Bootsy Coattails. Bootsy Coattails. I chase the mountains. She chase the sea. When I chase all my emotions, baby, she can't stop me. Now she's living with pepper hips and broke ironic master Christian. These pennies jingle stocks from my sleeves Instead of chasing the pennies stock I could have chased after the chastity uh, This is Klaus von Lowe Klaus von Lowe Now I don't need my baby I don't mock the law, no. I just take on Wall Street with my belly soul. I don't need no laundry. I don't wear no clothes. I don't got no shoes on. Chasing penny stock and dust to dawn. Penny stock chaser. Fuck yeah. But <laughs> Um, <coughs> oh, It just keeps getting better and better. By the way, did you guys try to call Polo today? He's totally furious with you, Fez. You will not make him part of the show anymore. He, he also sent this to me, uh, Earl. He said... That if our lives uh, were, I believe, I think he says if our lives were um, deer hunter, that I would be Robert De Niro, um, they, I mean, uh, Polo would be Christopher Walken, and Fez would be John Savage. And I don't even know what he means by that. <laughs> but it's really scary if someone says, I'd be the guy who shot myself. And your partner would be the guy in the wheelchair. I'm like, I don't know what he means, <laughs> but it can't be good. It's like eaten by rats. Yeah, I'm not uh, comfortable with this. Uh, Scotty, oh no, DJ New Style first, and Monocode. Penny stocks on the loose, better give chase, thought your life was a waste, get some pros on the case, face the possibility of wealth and gains, put a penny on the line and your life might change, or you can stay on the couch or wherever you sleep, and complain about the rich and the rewards they reap, let the tip seep from the screen into your brain, penny stock chasing, spend your pennies when it rains. That's DG, DJ Newstyle and Monocode. And this is Scotty L. Scotty L. At Penny Stock Chaser, you can buy stocks again and again and again. Fezzy likes to get down on his knees and suck on the cocks of men. Hmm? Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks. Fezzy likes to suck on cocks. Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks, Penny Stocks. Fezzy likes to suck on cocks. 
At Penny Stock Chaser, you can buy stocks again and again and again. Fezzy likes to get down on his knees and suck on the cocks of men. Um, you're not going to beat that one. That one's, um... That's a finalist! <laughs> and, well, let, let's face something. It sells the product. Uh, here's James. Cook, cook, cause it's penny stock chaser. I'm chasing stocks. It's pennystockchaser.com. It rocks. I start with one cent and it's grown to two. Now with two pennies, what will I do? To pennystockchaser.com I'll go. And with some good picks, two pennies to foe. And with four pennies, I'm going big. Cause it's pennystockchaser.com. You dig? I love the guy. <laughs> and the thing there is he's speaking to the youth culture. <laughs> and that's something I've been trying to reach for a long time. Uh, H.C. Penny stock, penny, penny stock, penny stock chaser. Penny stock, penny, penny stock, penny stock chaser. If you've got pennies, you've got plenty, you can make millions more. At penny, 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 penny stock chaser dot com. Penny, 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 Yeah, I love this one because we're also trying to reach dead people. <laughs> uh, here's Talia. Talia. Penny stock chaser, penny stock so cheap, you'll be making money in your sleep. Yeah, yeah, these stocks won't cost you the kitchen sink, but they're still worth more than Fez's shrink. Think of all the money that you'll save. You won't have to eat your Mookies like Eastside Dave. Penny stock chaser, penny stock so cheap. You'll be making more than Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, so every Harry, Dick, and Tom best invest in pennystockchaser.com. Running Fez for Prez! I love the ending there. I happen to know that that's Rob Cross's favorite. And he's like, and he actually says to me, what's she look like? I go, huh? <laughs> Not using the Penny Stock jingle song as a way to pick up chicks. It ain't going to happen, dude. A little horny. Well, you know what? When you're used to being in, you know, PD office, things like that happen I for guess you. so. Um, and that's nine. We've got one more oh, this is to exciting. go. For your American Idol top ten. It's exciting. And Mark P, this is good news. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a penny stock because I know how to rock. And all the girls are loving the size of my portfolio. Whoa! So if you want to be the bomb, go to pennystock.com. There's your top ten. $1,000 on the line announced next week from PennyStockChaser.com, where you go for free daily stock alerts and notices. Now, the people that did not get picked as part of the top ten, do not take this the wrong way. Uh, 
all we are saying is that your song sounded like shit. <laughs> and anything that you did was worthless. Mm, I made a song. Is it in the top ten? No. Does the jurors make the top ten? Did not make the top ten. Look, let me tell you something. Nope. I've been watching both of you guys, and I'm watching you grow here during yeah. this week, uh-huh. during Hollywood week. And if your songs didn't sound so shitty and shit-like and smell of shit, you'd have something. But you yeah. don't. But where did I go wrong, though? Well, the thing is this. It's where did you go right? And what you're able to I think what you have <laughs> going for you uh-huh. is taking bags of cement off a loading dock and putting them... Into oh. a truck. But I have so much inside of me. Yeah, shit. Now, <laughs> Dave, that's not the only thing you could do. Okay. You could also be at another location taking bags of cement off a truck and oh. putting them on a loading dock. All right. Both those jobs are needed. But forget about the singing career. I'm trying to. Oh. I'm trying to forget. Okay. But it's almost like you, you squatted over and shat in our ears. But I have a passion for this. You can for hear it in my shitting in ears? Well, that too. I Earl, have a lot of passion. Earl cried when Baby Boy didn't uh, make it in, <laughs> and his mom had to follow him into the toilet. <laughs> no. You stop crying. You stop crying. Mama didn't want me. They said I was good, but I didn't make it. Unless they were lying to me. Stop it, son. You precious. Did you cry during that, Earl? I refuse to see precious. I really did. You why? Because it's a black uh, piece. I, I I I'm just so done with the black chick victim has to be saved by white person. Yes. Uh, how do you think we feel about it? <laughs> we are sick of it. Like, won't, but won't see that it, on the a, blind side. It's a true story about a fat black girl. Who gets pregnant, I think, by her dad, her uncle, and her mom somehow. Triplets. Um, then she gets high on crack, mistakenly flushes the baby down the toilet. Then, later, through Jesus and white love, is able <laughs> to get a job working at a counter at Subway. So it's a really good movie. It doesn't just sound like... Happy ending. It doesn't sound like that great uplifting film that I... I I'm going to um, play just a clip for you, Earl. I flushed my baby's down and Why? Why? Crack, what have you done to me? Believes in myself. I believe I is precious. Scene. Yeah. I hope they oh. play that clip during the Oscars. You just oh. see the, uh, the uh, director. Yeah, that's what. That, well, that was I'm gonna me. play another scene. <laughs> I went in and takes the shits, and there's a baby in that toilet. <laughs> and scene. In this scene in Precious, so when it takes the shits. For your consideration, <laughs> Precious. Tito. Here, uh, Toto, I want you to read along with that sports book there. <laughs> That's actually a very cool book, in my opinion. 
Well, your opinion is the only one that matters since it's your you, book now. Mine and Tito's. Those are the only opinions that count at this point. You miss it, Hicks? Very badly. <laughs> really a moron. Why don't you just... This. He's so stupid because he gives up, <laughs> he gives up chicken for Len. He tells his chick that, so now his chick is holding him to it. So he's like, I'm afraid because now my chick will get mad at me if I go against my Len. Dude, here's the thing. So you would have more of a problem that than telling Jesus that you were quitting something? <laughs> Uh, what what is your uh, religious background, title? Baptist. Mm. Um, I almost uh, brushed somebody's ashes off of their forehead on Wednesday because I totally forgot that it was Ash Wednesday. I was, like, trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. They weren't too happy about that. Uh, were you here in the city at the time? Yes. Because half the city was walking around with crazy ashes. Well, and uh, a friend of mine happens to be a Jew was actually freaked out like they were in a horror movie. <laughs> like everyone's weirded me out. Oh, stop. Stop the Jewness. The Jews just <laughs> pretend to like not understand traditions whenever right. when, when it's convenient for them. But ashes? But they but <laughs> they can have candles and bushes and bullshits. Did you go get your ashes done? <laughs> Sounds pretty. Yes, I did, but I, I got them done in New Jersey. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Why? New Jersey mm-hmm. ashes are just as good as New York yeah. ashes. Uh, leader, you're on the face. Yeah, guys, I know I didn't make the top ten, but will there be an opportunity to make it as a wild card? Because I really, I really need the thousand dollars. I have a new baby, and I was really dependent on that money. <laughs> Should we just let him in as a wild card? No, we have the top ten. It's set. Why can't we have a top eleven? I mean, she's eight Ten's months. Better. I can put her on the phone if you want to talk to her. Wild but. card. Yeah, put the, put the baby on the phone. If you do eleven, you got to do twelve. Kayla, say something. <laughs> I think Lear's just fine. You hear? I know this is highly unusual, but that baby's so adorable. We now have a top eleven. Supposed to be top ten, and right now he's the leader of the top eleven. Oh, we got another big mic on our hands. Were you mad that nobody would yell leader with you? I looked at Pepper. I'm like, what's going on? Pepper's just like, I'm fucking hate you for drinking and having fun. (laughs) He's a dry guy. She's starting to tear up. It really means a lot to us. Do me a favor. Flush her down the toilet like uh, it was a precious movie. <laughs> Earl, didn't you like Blindside, where a white person helped a retarded fat black person learn to use their body to make a living for whitey? <laughs> no, I, didn't, I refused to see the Blindside. That was awesome. Movie. I liked um, oh, yeah. Hurricane, where white non-Americans helped out and imprisoned black guy. Do you hope Blindside Mom wins the yes. Oscar? Yes. Yeah. Good. You're going to have so much fun living Mrs. with Mrs. Tui. <laughs> Mrs. Tui. She's so great. I want to do a movie, and I'm pitching it right now, that it's kind of like Blindside and Precious, but a white woman finds a fat black girl who's so stupid and idiotic and been beaten and teaches her how to pull a plow. (laughs) (laughs) Another happy ending. Don't think that would be. (laughs) But But the ending is like this. It's like she's doing it. She's pulling that plow. You go, baby. And then hopefully, as she's just planning, you hear, and then a baby pops out. Down. <laughs> Remember, those corn stalks are me. That's your think, plowing for. I don't think a, this, a new baby and, a, and fresh crops would make a happy ending. The sequel be, will be Blind Precious, The Harvest. But no, I, I, that movie's been made so many times. I, I love it every time. <laughs> 
I love any time that, that white people are able to help black people. And then here's the thing, though. Sometimes we even learn a little bit about ourselves. How good we got it. Right. <laughs> How much better our lives are than theirs. Can we have... An- and of course, we the don't black, have to walk around in the cold. All the black men impressions, of course, are dirt, which if there are any in it. <laughs> what was your favorite of those? Those kind of movies where white people help black people. Uh, <laughs> Mine was that uh, High Yeller. High Yeller. And at the end of that, when they had to shoot High Yeller, it was so fucking sad. I thought it was a. She had rabies. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, Dave, you have a favorite yeah, white people? Yeah, Michelle dog? Pfeiffer with the um, oh. Gangster's Paradise. I'm yeah. not sure if I know the movies. Dangerous, Dangerous Minds. Minds. Dangerous Minds. That was great. Because just oh, yeah. no way Michelle Pfeiffer's making it out of school alive after the first day. Let alone an entire well, semester. Well, there are white people who go into the ghetto oh. and help black yeah, people. Yeah, but not people that hot. What about the comedy uh, Wildcats? Remember uh, oh, Goldie yeah, Hawn? Goldie Hawn. Yeah, yeah. She went in. She yeah. helped. Coaches football. Yeah, helped black people understand. And then she danced with them. And they knew that she was cool because <laughs> she was able to dance around like, with them. Who was it? Wesley Snipes? And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was your black, favorite black person ever in a film? I, I'll give you mine. It had to be Star Wars. And that was uh, Chewbacca. Oh, he was wonderful. <laughs> Not a yeah. black dude. So big. Harrison Ford was so close with him, even though yeah. they were white and black. Like a buddy picture. Laugh it up, Scuzzball. You got a uh, whitey coming in to help black uh, black people movie huh. that you like? Uh, Green Mile, where Tom Hanks tries to help the black guy, mm-hmm. but doesn't. Not at the end. Well, don't ruin it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. There was also the the, the newer one with uh, Robert Downey, who helped the homeless guy, based on a true story. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Got him a fiddle or something. <laughs> <laughs> got him a strings for all. Got all the strings for the fiddle. You only it only seems strings. like if you get a black person a fiddle, they'll be uh, a lot fucking happier with you. Yeah. So you don't like any of those kind of. It, it's just. Well, it gets... Do you prefer magic black man movies <laughs> where the black man comes to town and he helps out, like Bagger Vance? Not that, what was it? Lilies in the field was. Lilies in the field is nice because the black man came to town, made us think about ourselves a little would, bit. Now, technically, would Brian Song be the white guy helping the black guy because he helped him rehab his knee after he blew it out? Yeah, but it's really the black guy's movie. Yeah, and for sure. The thing is that what we learned, Brian Piccolo was so wonderful he he could lay down and sleep next to a black man, <laughs> and that's why he got be able to. He got famous. Is like they go. Are you going to room with him? And he didn't get angry. He said, all right, I'll just room in here. And for that, he was a hero. For not going, I can't room there. Right. He's rooming with Sayers? Yeah. It became a huge thing. No, it's even, he's room with him? Mm. <laughs> they didn't even give him a name. And, uh, you know, it was the greatest fucking running back ever. He's being friends with Gail Sayers. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he? Right. And so is fucking... Uh, on eBay forever. <laughs> I'd be just stealing fucking shoes from him. Shoulder to shoulder with greatness. Yeah, he wants that. You, you shouldn't hang around with that dude. Once Brian Piccolo threw a block, and he gets a movie made about him. <laughs> Didn't have good hair, that Brian Piccolo. Now, Earl, do you like the uh, movies that show, like, the white girl likes the black guy, the black guy likes the white girl? That still annoy you? Uh, still a little unnerving at times, but... Um... Trying to think, there was one. It was one on recently with, the, with Michelle Pfeiffer again. With uh, it takes place in like Dallas around the time of uh, JFK's assassination. I can't uh. remember the name of the movie. I think it's called Love Field or Grease something. Two. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Three two. If it was, I'd just say it. Um, here's uh, Keith. You're on my face. 
Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fezzi. Uh, my favorite uh, movie of that genre is Free Willy, where that little white kid helped uh, that big black guy with that splotchy disease. Yeah. That came from his and that was the only black guy I ever saw swimming before. Willie could swim and hold his breath underwater. <laughs> he gets stuck a few times, though. Yeah. That was, I believe, a whale. Tuttle, down there in Florida, you ever brush up against the KKK? Uh, yes, yes, I have a couple of times. Where, at your house? No, no, not at my house. You know, sometimes they have meetings in the woods. You're, you told me that your dad used to make you stand for Dixie, though. Yes. How come? Well, because, I mean, it's like it's like the same thing for the national anthem. you got to stand up and, you know, he, he one single tear right. from his eye. That's beautiful. Did someone throw litter at his feet? Do you think that you, that Earl would be welcome at your dad's house? Well, yeah. My dad, uh, we had a lot of black people on our baseball team that he would give rides to. Um, because One way. Well, no. You know, we needed people to get on base and, and steal uh, second and third for us. So that that's we, we needed that. Black people are great runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's with the name Holly? Oh, that's that's the name we have for him. He and, he and I devised it. Because I used to call him Mr. Hollywood, and then one day he said, call me Mr. Holly. So that's what I call him when I talk to him. <laughs> and he even he even leaves messages for me. Dave, it's Mr. Holly. That's really strange. <laughs> I thought it was like one of those, you know how British guys are always calling each other, like fucking gay, like girl names. Um... Here's uh, Ralph. You're Ralph and Delbert. You're on Fez. Yeah, I like the uh, black guy in uh, Tropic Thunder. I thought he was really good. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Did you see that, Earl? Um, not in its entirety. I've always Did seen it. Did you find it offensive? Um, it was actually, the original concept was like, this dude was just a little, like glorified blackface, but he was actually very good in it and, right. and very believable to a point. I was just, but I still couldn't get past it. He's in blackface. Right. That still bothers you, the blackface? Yeah, I mean, because I'm like, you couldn't get not, a black dude to play. You couldn't find one black dude to play. Well, that was, no, that not was, to play, because then it was being, the fucking joke would be gone. And, and <laughs> the, one, the, the one black, real black guy they had in the movie was gay, right? Yeah, he was. Ew. What was his name? Like, uh, they did a fucking thing of like Al Pacino or oh, something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Earl, all these things bother you. Yeah, so you, my my one of my the most offensive movies I ever saw like white guy saving the black. Remember the movie uh, Crossroads mm. with Ralph, with the karate freaking the great kid? Ralph Macchio, yeah. karate, the guitar kid. And, <laughs> it was good. It was awful. And then like of course the only music I could save them both was classical music. Yeah, white man's music. Yes. Well, it's more sophisticated. That's for sure. Hardly. So all these things bother you, Earl. None of them make you happy. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone's like, have you seen... You, uh, and this is black people telling me that you have to go see Precious. This is this powerful film. And I'm like... It's so funny. It's, I didn't... Funny was not the word I heard, but it was. I heard powerful and sad and... She puts a baby on sourdough bread and starts eating it. She's so hungry. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. That's terrible. <laughs> Watch sourdough. it down with grape, so with grape soda. No... They love great She story, is though. so mad that she's not part of Vanity Fair's Young Hollywood thing, <laughs> yeah, right? That's great. And <laughs> nine white it's chicks. The first yeah. movie. <laughs> right. And let's face it, she doesn't have what you would call a Vanity Fair body. Yeah. They're not looking for the best of Young Hollywood. They're looking for the best Vanity Fair. She has a county fair what? body. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, they could have blue ribbon. They could have picked the chick All from. Right, uh, you know what? You two together are dangerous <laughs> now. You just went too far with that. You called her a big goddamn sweat hog. Go ahead, Earl. I'm I spending. used to raise a cow every year. And then what with it? Uh, we would show Fuck it at it. the fair. No, and then we would uh, eat it at oh. the end of the at the end of the year. Did you name it? Um, no, but the it would be the best meat because we well no we would actually feed the cow nothing but glazed donuts from uh, the the bakery <laughs> that my mom would get and this uh-huh. cow would get it would be the best meat because it would just be a big fat glazed donut cow. Yeah, I don't know why you want a fatty cow. <laughs> you want to feed a cow grass. Yeah, but it tasted good because it ate nothing but glazed donuts. Right, so it tasted like a glazed donut steak. No, it just okay. made it meaty. Meat cured from the inside. Then you and your mom would take a shower together. Um, and suck and fuck. That's her. <laughs> we wouldn't suck and fuck, okay? Does that make you crazy when he says that and make you mad? No. You want to knock I, him the fuck did, out? Look, there's no, yeah, I'm not going to f- suck and fuck my mom. That's true, you're not. You said it. What? I didn't say anything. I just you said, said I'm not going to suck and fuck my mom. Hey, come on, wait. First it's, fr- of all, it's fun Friday. Don't What's, you two see how much you are like... We Just love each stop other. It. That's two buddies. That's because like it's like it, Civil War. We're like northern and southern versions of each other. You don't drink at all, Tuttle? Uh, I do, but I mean, I get a little crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't want you to drink. I, no. And I can't. You're a guest here. I can't. Dave, if you, you want have me to, to leave as soon I mean, as the show's over. I, as soon as it's over? Yeah. I've no. I've got nowhere to go. Uh, you want to come to my room? This is the American Idol speech again. Hold on, you just been invited to yeah, a nice do you want, second. You want to come to the Holiday Inn Express? Where is it? It's uh, down on Forty Second. I might. Believe it or not, I'll fucking take a Twidio. Okay. <laughs> if I do. If I do. Oh, wait. Second and fucking? <laughs> sure, why not? Me and Tyler are going to get close one of these days. Yeah, of course. I, You know, if I got to work with him, that's the best way to, you know, learn somebody from the inside out. Oh. I like a finger in the ass. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll, we'll we'll take it from there. Earl, you're having so much fun today because Dave's not annoying you. <laughs> He's like completely propositioned here. <laughs> By someone getting propositioned by What's someone else. No, I saw another Earl look-alike after you said that uh, the Gary Coleman. Oh, the Gary Coleman melting down was Earl. G- Gary Coleman is much better, but I saw another one. What's this one? It's just a, a guy who looks exactly like Earl, who was talking about Joe Stack, the uh, guy who crashed the plane to the. Hey, IRS. did we get the? Um, I asked you guys about it earlier. The artist formerly known as Paranoid Spit. We never received it. No, neither of us. All right, play this one. Uh, let's see what we got. This guy just looks exactly like him. He's talking about Joe Stack. But look at this guy with the turtleneck and everything. Hi, everyone. Joe Stack is a man, seemingly normal man, who on Thursday got a plane and crashed it into the IRS That's building Earl. in Austin, Texas. Prior to that, he went to his own house and set it on fire with his wife and 12-year-old daughter in it. They were rescued by their neighbor. Why? Joe Stack has been dismissed as an anti-IRS right-winger who was a member of the Tea Party movement. But get this, folks, there's no evidence that Joe Stack was actually a member of the Tea Party movement. What their evidence is evidence of is that Joe Stack was a, quote, normal guy who liked to play in a band and played in two bands in Uh, Austin. First of all, this drives you crazy, I'm saying. A husband and a father. Exactly. Everyone who's defending this guy. You did the Earl quotes. Now, let me ask you, let's bring this down. Let's go to a guy like Tuttle. You've lost two jobs recently. Yep. You're out of work. Mm-hmm. You've lost your house. Yep. 
Do you see how a guy like this could start to get crazy after a while? Yeah, but I'm not going to take anybody with me. If I'm going to uh, do it, I'm going to burn something down like a building, uh, mm-hmm. make sure that it's pretty empty, and uh, just make sure I take myself out. Because that's the thing about it. It'd be my like if I jumped off the top of a building, I would land on somebody and now, take them with me. Now, you had talked about getting even with the people at the old radio station. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, have they heard about this yet? I don't know. Uh, I know that a couple of people called and told them uh, right. today about my plan. So you still go back and listen to the monsters every morning? Even no. Though... No, I don't. I don't uh, Does I... it hurt when you listen? Yes. No, not really. You feel like it you should still be mad. there? It makes me mad, but I'm fine. You feel like you should still be there? Yes. But I'm here with Fez now. Two Gs. And Fez, you're comfortable with this. $2,000 a month you're giving That's awesome. Him I don't think we're going to do... With you. We're not doing $2,000 a month. That's not happening. Well, how much can... That's what you offer Dave. Right, but Tuttle's going to get pretty much that in room and board to begin with if he stays so, with what me. Would the, what would the price be? The price would be... I would give him probably 500 a month. This is like uh, fucking slave labor. I know. I mean, Can you add a G-bone to that? Make it 1500 No, I'm not doing that. I'm opening my home. He's getting a Manhattan apartment. You won't even know that I'm going to even be there. It's I, true. I, I'm, I'm going to be blending in with the, the surroundings. You said you were going to stand over me while I sleep. Yes. Now, by the way, Tuttle used to uh, work for us 10 years ago. In Daytona. Uh, when, we went, when we came to New York, we uh, left him. In the capable hands of the monsters of the morning. And for 10 years, I have to admit this, Tuttle, they took care of you. I don't see why you don't see that as 10 years as a positive. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, it, that 10 years is like it didn't even happen now. That's like a, a waste of 10 years of my life. Cause... But do you realize that most people don't get a 10-year run with a radio show? You guys have had a 10-year run with Ron and Fez. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, we're not most fucking people. <laughs> So get that through your head. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that was a that's a very successful show that's done successful for a long time. Most people aren't like that. I'm ready to jump on this uh another ten year run with uh this train right here. Well if Fez invites you in, that's him. Fez wants to give you two thousand dollars a month, let you live at his house. Yes, I'm all for awesome. it then. That's how but much you I can't make. keep him a slave labor. <clears throat> how you much can't Fez, it's wrong. He's going to be provided for. He's going to have a warm place to stay. He has a wife. Yeah. I'm not hiring her. I know, but he's got to be able to send something back to New Guinea for her. Uh, Christiane, I'm going to send you this fucking thing. I can't even send it to Dave. He's too drunk. No, you can send it to me. <laughs> send, it send it to both it of us. To I would send it to me because I can play off the uh, computer. <clears throat> what? I just, you know, it's so hard to trust you. <laughs> I can press play. I'm not You're all fucked, fucked up. up. I'm not all fucked up you're yet. Doing, wow, that's a lot of liquor already. It's not a lot of liquor. John, John you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, this Fez is a cheap bastard. Are you kidding me? A living man guy? 2500 to three grand a month. Easy. I like that. Easy. That is not on top of room and board. It is on top of room and board. Fezzy, do us a favor and stop dragging your feet. It's driving us all fucking nutty. It's driving us all crazy. Oh, you've been holding that stupid CD all fucking day. You're driving me nuts with it. Well, you can't talk. You got to send me messages. 
we need to announce which prizes for Twitter. Now, why write, why write that down? Why not just say it to me? I, I sit and watch him write for an hour, and then he hands me this. He's got good penmanship. Maybe what am he's I proud doing? I'm so busy. I can't hear this. I can't. I can't well, hear it out loud. Out, you were pulling like out. a note, uh, like a more like a note thing than a say it out loud thing. Why? I don't know. It just seemed notish. It was notistic. So I just, <laughs> just jotted it down as quickly as I could. And thank you for noticing the good penmanship. Well, you there. Fez does. Maybe that's Here. why he wants. Here's it. a note for you. It says two G's a month. Say I'm trying to work for you. I like that. <laughs> And that's under the fucking table, brother. And then you get the other eight hundred from the, from Uncle Sugar. Jesus. Yep. And you fucking bring it home almost three G's a month. That's Dude. fantastic. That's a thousand more than I make. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna throw in a Metro card for me? Yeah, in case absolutely. You get around. He's gonna fucking take care of all your expenses. Okay. He yes, that's why the salary is considerably lower. Is there a train close to where you where you live? Shutter Island. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's, not... There's one all the way down at the end of the island. <laughs> Here's Near the only problem. You're going to see a bald-headed lady go like this. Run away. <laughs> Run away from Shutter Island. <laughs> all right, Fez, you want to know what the um, pieces are going to be. Uh, how about the CD copy of The Fly signed by Chubby Checker? CD copy of Duet signed by the Blind Boys of Alabama. A DVD copy of Super Troopers, signed by the members of Broken Lizard, and one pair of one-carat total-weight black diamond earrings from Steven Singer Jewelers, and that's IHateStevenSinger.com. Why don't we do this? Why don't we also throw in one of the uh, David Lynn Wallace? What do we got uh, signed? Which one? Uh, Bob Dylan. You want to do Bob Dylan and save Joshua Tree? Yeah. I mean, Joshua Tree is probably an iconic album, even though the, the Dylan album is brilliant. All right, we've got the signed Bob Dylan. Brilliant. But not by Bob Dylan, by the producer. But, you know, his Daniel name's Lemo. on the front cover. It's very, very cool. I mean, he, he had a large part to do with how cool that record sounds. We all did. And I'm <laughs> not taking any really? credit for myself, yeah. So there you have it. Very, very cool. That's for uh, Sunday night. Uh, what is it you're trying to hit play all this time? No, I'm saying, crazy. Yeah. I'm saying we have the uh, Paranoid song if you want. Then just go ahead, forget what I'm doing. No, no, and no. And you focus your drunken self on, on what you got in front of you. This is why I wanted Chris Stanley to do it. <laughs> well, I can't play and not you, because okay. so you wouldn't keep bothering me. Sorry. Hey, where are the white women at? That's what that Chris beautiful. Stanley sent me. Oh. So he, that's he's, what, that's, now that's, it's Chris Stanley. He's fault. playing practical jokes on me. It's I guess. Kyle Tiger's Seriously. opening statement. Paranoid's hysterical. <laughs> that was a joke. They it's will a never. Leave, no, I'm sorry. They will never leave Tiger alone. Will they? Why are you saying I'm sorry? I hate when people apologize on the air. Not, I'm sorry. I stepped on you. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I'm so sorry. What were you about to say? <laughs> Fucking drives me nuts. It's almost like the fucking show without a cock. <laughs> Just vagina monologues take place for four hours every day. Drink some Tito's, you get a cock. Take a little drink of Tito's for yourself. I'm going to drink some Tito's. Don't get too crazy in here, though. you got to leave not, as soon as the I'm show's not. over. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. Why do you get mad? You can't be drunk in this fucking building. It's not like we haven't seen you at the other place yeah, you're where right. you ride up and down the steps. <laughs> I don't think I'm drunk yet, though. I know. It's the second you are. That's <laughs> the fucking problem. Okay. I don't have a problem before you get drunk. <laughs> I don't have a uh, problem with you being drunk somewhere else. Right. I don't want you to get drunk here, here and have it. everybody mad at you. Yeah. I want to fire you. And steal and things. And then it'll be all Tuttle. Go Do ahead things. and keep drinking. <laughs> Just drink. I see what you're doing, pal. Tuttle, if if Fez doesn't come through for you. Yes. With the $2,000 a month in the place to live, mm-hmm. what's going to become of you? Well, I am going to uh, just hang out here until somebody tells me to do something. I'm just waiting for my chance because I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to do production work. I know how to do all this stuff around here. Mm. So I'm ready to hop on, 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 the, on the train and, and ready to go. So as soon, like you'll come and work for Fez as his manservant for $2,000 a month. Yep. And as Bye. soon as Sirius hires you, you're ready to, to say, Fez, I appreciate this break. I've got to move out. Yes. You're going to be making more money as the manservant. Like, no, you know. look at you, man. You have everything right now. He doesn't even vodka. realize it. He I mean, you, even you have everything. You're, you're a producer for I'm going a neck. No, but listen, that's because you need to be better with your finances. That's true. Right. Instead of drinking and, you know. I like to. Have some self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. He likes self-respect. I, I, What's I, the important thing? I, I enjoy myself on You know, a you're right. He doesn't see what, all the good things in his life. I absolutely do. You're is, always is focusing that, on your sick children. Fine. <laughs> is that alcohol? Is that alcohol costing you anything? Excuse me. You got that alcohol because of the show. Yeah, this is for free. I've, I like the way you fucking talk to him. I'm not fucking grateful. I know. No, I'm just saying. If I was in your position, I would be very, hey, very happy. Hey, sucking fuck. Listen, hey, let me, let, please, Fez. Mm-hmm. I never compliment you. Your boy, boy Friday is fucking amazing. Yeah, he's in here and he's wound up. He's fired up, ready to go. He ain't doing shit. So, yes, please keep drinking because I, I need will. more work. I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink all this and then I'm going to go over to your house tonight and piss on you. All right. I'm, look, why I, you get, why, you get a, why can't just, you just say back to him, everything that you hate about Fez, yeah. Tuttle loves. I love. I don't hate anything about Fez. That's Does a, he, Fez? That's a misnomer. I, I think there's what hate do you there. think, what do you, Why hate? do you think he hates you? I think I think he uh, it started with disrespect and it grew into a hate. No way. And I think I think when I called, you know, a spade a spade a while back in a, in some situations, I think that's when he really started hating all, me. If I if when I, you called a spade a spade is why Earl left. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, now, that's here's a bad the other term. Thing. Earl, you've left here a year ago. How many fucking jobs in radio you find since then? Zero. Zero. That's Earl. that's why you should be grateful for what you have, Dave. Did you pick up all? I am did, I, did you pick up all all the slack and stuff that huh? that uh, he was doing? That black girl when, when he know. left. I can't understand this kind of southern that's accent. That's because he, yes, he's southern. He's not so making what? sense. It's I just hear y'all, y'all, y'all. You got you got to speak. You know some kind it's of a romantic lang- language. Here. Well, you know, just I mean, verbs, conjunctions, things of that nature. Um. 
I'm always th- I'm, I'm I'm I I love working for the Ron Fez show. There's no way I you would have pulled that, that shit five years the ago. When, bosses. When when what? When when Fez was on on top of his game at that time. Yeah. What shit? Fez would have fucking killed yeah, him. Yeah, he would have. Before the heart attack. Yes, title. Yep, yeah, he would. He would. I don't know what you're even talking about. I, There's I, I, no way him. you would have pulled this type of stuff back what in the day. What type of stuff? Uh, disrespecting Fez. I don't. And 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 causing him more stress than what he needs mm, right now. This is just figments of your own. Little fucked up yeah. imagination. You I think I, he's the only one who's ever said that. Um, they're all wrong. In fact, if I hate Fez so much, when me and Solera went out to lunch last Friday, I wouldn't have called Fez up and say, "Hey, we're over at this place. Would you like to come over?" Now, what type of person who hates someone uh, goes may, out of their way? Maybe it's this because you're afraid to be alone with Solera, which you've told us many times. <laughs> you don't want to be one on one with a woman. True or false? True. But at the same time, I could have called up Chris Stanley. Did you go over there like that? What? Yeah, I went over there. You went over as his fucking lackey. You think that you can use fucking Fez? No, I wasn't. Because he's too stupid to fucking realize that you're just trying not to be alone with somebody? I I wasn't realize that. That was in my heart. I'm an idiot. I'd like to... That, honestly, that was in my heart of, I'd like to invite Fez, and I'd like to invite him over, you know, to enjoy himself. Fez, you're an idiot no more since I'm around. Wow. Thank you, because Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to have to fucking deal with him if he's not a mongoloid. You're, look, I'm going to look out for you where you're not going to be doing this stuff. He didn't call you because he wanted your friendship. He called you because he you, wanted to use you. You weren't there. I got you know, No, but you know you what's really there. fucking weird, Fez? The part of you that you keep looking for? Mm-hmm. Is right there. Yeah, that's and, the way you mm-hmm. used to be. Me and you, you weren't make fucking a, stupid about anything. We make a hole. Well, oh. he's not, he wasn't stupid. He's being. He's saying he's conveniently stupid right now. Well, why wasn't. you got to act like asking him to lunch? You've somehow lowered yourself and brought him up I like he's read, fucking nobody. I wasn't like doing that at all. I was. You grabbed the check, Fizz? Yes, of course oh, I did. Well, that was all because of him. I reached for my wallet three times. Oh, my so, God. Three times, Ronnie B. So what you're and trying what to say you is, you eat, Fizz? Mrs. What's Tui. What's that? What did you eat? I had a I had the uh, shepherd's pie. Oh, God. Yeah. shepherd's Fucking pie. Fucking embarrassing. Where at? Over at uh, Channel 4. Channel oh, 4. Oh, Jesus. On 48th Street. It's humiliating. What are you doing there? The point is, this was not you a You went thing. over and bought his lunch. Yeah. No. Would you please I had shrimp cocktail. I didn't have lunch. Fix yourself no, and I'm drinks. Not, yeah, I, I had like seven Jack and Cokes. I'm going to hold your card and your, your cash that you have and make sure that uh, the funds are spent properly. <sighs> I can't fucking you. believe this story. I'm so glad you're here, Tuttle. Fezzy. Mm-hmm. The gravy These train's done. two G's a month you're giving this kid are going to save you money. It's Damn. going to save. That's an investment you're making. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what I'm getting for that huge amount of money. You won't go be, go back to being this guy. Yeah, you won't be picking the up the, the tab. He'll be picking up the tab. You'll be picking up the tab. Two G's. Look, my two G's. Look, if I have to spend You'll be my own money, it up, two G's. look. If I have to spend my own money to cover it, where Fez Good. doesn't, then I'll do what I got to do. Then let's go out to uh, uh, Channel Four today. Nope, gravy train is, is no more. Okay, you're you're not getting free Could ass. There's no gravy train. Wait Earl, do you even remember when Fez used to stick up for himself the way that fucking? Oh yeah. Just oh, yeah. to hear somebody talking back to Dave is amazing to me. Now, Fez, how come you're not willing to do those things that this kid's doing? I'm willing to do those things. Crawl up on his shoulder. It'll be like that Mel Gibson movie where the little guy was on the giant's fucking shoulders. That's what you need. It's not happening anymore. Look at his face, how fucking sad he is. 
I'll say no for everything. But the thing is, I'm not I provoking Fez at I all. I love it. That's why Fez isn't... Um, Go Fez through is, Fez is an intelligent, rational man. So what, what day uh, would you like I'm to not... uh, have lunch with Mrs. Uh, Watley? <laughs> Mrs. That's respect. Miss, I'm sorry. You fucking called him a woman. I didn't you know not. he's from the South. And they, 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 you know he's from they the mix South. up genders down no, there? No, he's a Southern Belle. Holy shit. That's respect. You're calling him a chick? Thank you, Tuttle. Thank you. All right. He just called you a woman. No, he's not a woman. I Southern Belle. I'm going to break here. Good. And when I come back, Fez, will you make your fucking decision? And I'll tell you this. This is the first time in a long time I've had any respect for you, Fez. Thank you. To see you standing up to Dave today. <laughs> Wait, what? For the first time ever. Why don't you drink some more? I, oh, I will. How about that for a comeback? That's what Tuttle says. Mm. Um. Oh God, this is good. <laughs> here, wait, hold on. Here's Matt and Buffalo. Why don't you jump in, Matt? You're on my face. Hey, I think it's kind of funny you got Earl in the studio because he was Dave's original target. Yeah. He left. Fed became the target. Now, Dave's target practice today, and it's kind of funny. What happened, Dave? They're oh, fucking. Yeah. No, no, they, no. They, he is teeing off on you. Absolutely not. For the first My God. time uh, ever, Fez Watley has Dave so, on the rope. Absolutely you, not. The people can hear this. Where are you taking us out to lunch today? Oh! Lunch on Dave. Mike Dave? in Canada, you're a man of Fez. I love the show. I think the new guy, he should definitely stay. He's the only one around other than Ron who's sticking up for Fez. It's really an amazing thing to see. And I don't know if Fez can even tell the difference. He's sitting there bewildered. But you, Tuttle does remind me of the old Fez. And remember, Fez trained Tuttle back in Florida. He doesn't know Fez the way you know him. He has respect for Fez. I have respect for no, Fez. You don't. I absolutely do. He doesn't, does he? Why would you do. fucking call him? Make him feel glad about coming over and buying your drinks last week. No, I, I said to come here if you want to. If, and no, when did you had... become Michael J. Fox's fucking father in Back to the Future? Running over to whack somebody's car for him. Tuttle's going to make sure this shit doesn't happen anymore. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. Some gargling naked sluts. Come buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Metal alone too, the KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh yeah, and uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Oh wait a minute, uh, what was that called again? Run a face show, and uh, some words were flying around during the commercial time in between Tuttle, Fez, and Eastside Dave McDonald. Tuttle used to be. Uh, well, Fez kind of trained him as an intern producer back in Florida when we lived down in Florida. Uh, since then, Tuttle's been working with the Monsters of the Midday. Recently, they had a parting of the ways, and Tuttle finds himself in New York wanting a place back in Fez's life. Yes. Um, and you're not happy about the way Dave talks and treats well, I just think that I I know when I was in his position, yeah. I would never talk to Fez that way. Like, if, if, for example, if I made too much noise before the show in the mornings, mm -hmm. I would get just reamed out, yelled at. You'd be yelled at for making noise. Yes, because he liked to have complete silence before the show. Right. Um, I do have a tendency to tap on the table and laugh a lot. But also, when Fez gets mad at you, when Fez used to get mad at Tuttle, Tuttle would be near tears. 
Yes. You think it's funny and can't wait to come in and tell me all the weird stuff that Fez has done. True or false? Well, I mean, I'll say true in okay, the, that's a all. looser term of that, the that's word. Okay. Because it is true. True. So, Fez, how, from the, so why would you put up with it? I don't think I have put up with it. I think I've voiced my objection to it. In a different way, though, doesn't he, Tuttle? Yeah, I I mean, look, I still remember the way he used to be, so I am definitely scared right. of him. But I don't know where he went wrong. I mean, it's it's like if you let him get away with it one time, they think that they can get a mile out of you. Inmates. So you're saying that's what my mistake was. Yeah, it's something down but the just line. Just the fact that you're sitting here asking the kid what was your mistake is your mistake. Just take it back. I think, though, I'm a team player. I'll do what I'm told. So I, I don't want to, to say that. stop um, disrespecting him. I don't then. disrespect him, though. Don't come on. I mean, let's not get crazy. And I, I know we're having fun. I'm going to ask girl. Oh, you're not drunk. No and you're not from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Does Dave disrespect Fez? Yeah. He absolutely disrespects How? Fez. How? You just, just sometimes just the things you say. You right. know, there's, there's things that just come out that, I, like, I've known you guys for almost 10 years now. If I had said that ten years, I, I would have been picking my head I won't off the say ground that anymore. But the, the problem is, no one gives me specific examples. There's all this vagaries, and if someone gives me a right, specific let's example, let's just do this. Do you do you fuck with me the way you fuck with Fez? Um, how, like at any case, no, if you had to no, make somebody a punchline of a joke, would it be me or Fez? Um, I guess I'd apt for Fez. Why? Why would you if you respect him so much? But I don't think I do. I mean, I, mean, I, I do don't think respect I respect him. him. No. I, do, I do think I do. Wow. I will say this. If you said one-tenth of what you fucking say to Fez, I'd go after you like a fucking nut. And it would never be over. <laughs> and you know it and I know it. So we don't ever even have to do it. I don't even have to make that threat to you. You just know it. Yes. Did Fez ever used to throw stuff at you? Fez has thrown things at me. He threw a bottle of waters at me in 2007. Oh, water. Well, I mean, you know, Rondo's was that before cowbells? or after you fucking uh, pushed his face in pizza? <laughs> You're know. still just sitting here, Fez. You're not even involved in your own shit. That's the fucking thing from the beginning. But Dave does disrespect. He does. You'll do the thing where you try. If I say something that you think is wrong, you will try to get the room and the listeners going against me with your crazy laugh. Well, I, I laugh crazily in general, but I won't do that anymore. How about this? I will just do whatever the fuck you guys want me to do. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Why are you got everybody laughing no. now, though, over See? what Fez said? You he, did it again. He's being passive-aggressive right now. No, I am a team player. That's the name for if it. If Fez doesn't want me in the studio, I don't, I'm, I, I don't come in the studio. Then someone says, Dave, come in here. I right that. now, here's the and, difference. And by the way, this is the third time that that's been going on. I, right I, now, I, he has Tuttle protect him. I'm glad. And I bet the second Tuttle leaves... You'll go back to just the way you were before. And you know why? Well. Because I've seen people like you a million times in my life, Dave. You <laughs> take advantage as much as you can. I don't I take advantage. I see nothing wrong with it. I don't take advantage. But now, now fucking, he's going to have Tuttle with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep. Free lunches are done. I love that attitude. Well, Except for yours, Tuttle. Okay. But then, but what about the lunches that Fez owes us? Fez doesn't owe you anything. You he owes us three lunches. He made bets. He doesn't pay off his bets. He goes out with Patty. He made I don't bets. understand it. 
Uh, believe me, I'm not saying Fez is in the right. But there were two Super Bowl bets. I understand. He doesn't pay off his fucking later. bets. Now, is this respectful? Maybe that's my business when I pay off a bet. Yeah. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Maybe you're fucking lucky to go. Uh, oh. oh. Even. Those are bets, though. Did I make it with you? Yes. No, I didn't. I didn't make a bet with you. I made a bet with Ron. Oh. Well, you made a bet with the show. Yeah, it was the show. But it's the Ron and Fez show. It's not the Ron, Fez, and Eastside oh, Dave show. that's actually a good point. I, I didn't agree think with it that, that way. By the but, way. I mean, the guys were all supposed to be part of it. Yeah, and I do agree with that. It was Boys Night Out. Well, Ron said and girls. Pepper and Dave are coming along as well. So, and maybe it'll just be Pepper. Okay, that's cool. Is that Tuttle giving you why, that strength? Why don't you um, just... Uh, you feel it? Yeah, I feel, feel it. feel it building? Awesome. I feel it, yes. It's like a volcano. This is, this, this is cool. This is great. Um, See, now you're being sarcastic. Exactly. Here's Dave in New York. I'm you're on, on a fence. You know, I can say stuff. He's trying to get out of the bullseye. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, boys, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, I think we should have a little therapeutic role reversal. Fez should play Dave. Dave should play Fez. All right, let's do it very quickly. Move seats with each other. Move seats in. Can I take my vodka over yeah, there? Yeah, of course you will. We'll in, in Not this by world. the board. Uh, by the way, this... Um, good good point. Not by the board. Keep it away from the board. Um, Fred has offered his van if you need any help moving. <laughs> he says he's loving this and would like to welcome you to New York. Okay. All right, now, uh, Dave, we'll just do this for a couple minutes. Fez, you will be Dave. Okay. And, um, Dave, you'll be Fez. Okay. It is the Ron and Fez show. Fez Watley, you got a lot on your mind lately, right? Absolutely, Ron. Mm. The that... gay marriage thing has gone through. Homo! 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 And I could not be happier. Why are you happy? I'm happy! Happy like gay! <laughs> well, it's these gays, these... these these gays are getting married. It's a wonderful day. A wonderful day for everyone. Right, Ronnie B. Right, Ronnie B. Yeah, that is right, Dave. Right, Mr. B. That does uh, rhyme. <laughs> Ronnie, I think Dave should get more money. By the way, <laughs> money, more money shot. <laughs> Ronnie, there's something wrong with Dave. He's acting so silly. It's actually a pretty good impression. Ron, he's actually wearing a different shirt. Has but but you see, you... Oh, wait a minute, let me correct what, let me correct what other people say! <laughs> <laughs> now, now, do you honestly feel like he acts like that, Fez? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trying to oh, enthusiasm. Yeah. All right. Now, why would you put up with that even for a fucking second? It's uh, almost to the I point. mean, I will tell you this. Your impression has driven me crazy. <laughs> where I am out of my mind. I don't know why you would put up with him fucking doing that There's to you. There's nothing like that. I, I don't act like that. And do you think that was a real impression of Fez? That's how he actually acts? Or were you just making fun of him? I was trying to conjure up the best Fez that was in my head. So th there are worse Fez. All right, I want you to do Fez that is worse. Uh, Fez, you got a lot on your mind right now? Yes, I do, Ron. <laughs> Help me. Oh. Make a lot of money, but I'm very, very upset at a lot in life. 
I have a decent life, but I don't like anyone else, including Dave, who I've mistakenly took for an enemy when he actually is a friend. He gave me the SS Fez after I had a heart attack. Why are you hit? Now what, you're only having him on a breakthrough? <laughs> and the breakthrough is... And I can't believe you're laughing, Fez. I can't believe... Because he can't pull it off. He can't do it. Can, I'm the one who stopped pulling off. That thing was so fucking frightening that Earl hit his face. Earl, was that one of the more uncomfortable moments you've had in the history of radio? Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And, and there's been a lot of I will say this. moments. O and A always talk about cringe radio. <laughs> fucking give me a moment that was more fucking hurtful than that impression that Dave just did. That, that vicious is not even the word. It doesn't even come no close way. to it. Vicious. Oh, uh, I'm going to check with worst. Hicks. Was that vicious, Hicks? This is very uncomfortable. It was one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen. Fun Fridays. Uh, yeah, well, we're drinking, really we're took, having fun. They really took a turn. Uh, by the way, uh, go over and check at Twitter, uh, on the 202 Friends Twitter, big Twitter contest going by Sunday night. Your uh, chances to win all kinds of prizes, signed CDs by Chubby Checker, Blind Boys of Alabama, DVD by Super Troopers, and one pair of, of the... Diamond earrings and Fezzi, you don't have to write it to me. You can use the microphone and then that it will be the uh, position. We're going to go out today with uh, our new friends, Black Dub, and a uh, brand new song called uh, Surely for the folks that missed it. So much fun. We've got a also a signed CD by him over the weekend. We'll be giving out 202 Friends Twitter. Make sure you sign up. Tuttle, thanks so much. It was great seeing you. you again, buddy. I hope you and Fez can work everything out. And uh, we'll send you out. Have a great weekend, folks. Here is Black Dub and Shirley. And that's the end of my show. Donk.
were made to be mine. You command my hand to write in the dark hours of a deep midnight. Your love is a love, a love like no other, but wings of joy. Surely, you were meant to be mine. 